Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. From the halls of assembly, you'll hear us scream and shout. Our love of Indiana is manic and devout. Everything I do, we discuss in unique manner. We won't be satisfied until we hang another banner. Us two goofy guys go by names of Ward and Eric. And as you probably know by now, we're Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hello, Ward. We won. We did win. We won. Easy win. Easy oh, win. Never in doubt. Never a doubt. Not with this team. Just, <laughs> just like, look, as long as we build up a 40-point lead, you know we're going to pull it off. Look, here's all that needs to be said. We're not that good. Mm-mm. Minnesota sucks. Right Most down the middle. College basketball sucks. Mm. We're going to make the tournament because it sucks. And you, we're just sucking little less than, what is it, three quarters of the teams in college basketball. You you did really help me last week when you talked about I was feeling very bleak about this team riding the ship after what had just happened. But when you like made it very plain, like we just lost to four really good teams plus Northwestern where we didn't have anybody. Throw it and, look, and look at these teams we're playing next. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. Like it it gave me hope through this week. And then through like mm, 38 minutes of this game, I was like, yeah, okay. We are we're we are definitely like the it's like us and Michigan are the two teams that are kind of like, no, we're not these shitty seller teams in the Big Ten. Right. And we're definitely not these good teams that kind of like are, are sort of ranked and will easily get in with a decent seed. No, we're like these two middle teams that just beat on the bad teams and really barely ever beat the other teams. Yeah, we're like seven to nine. You know, like we're right in the middle there. Um, but I still think we're going to make the tournament. Um, we're not that good of a basketball team. Xavier Johnson played great tonight, which was really fun to see. Trace Jackson Davis is becoming a role player, and and I'm fine with it. I, I think we talked about it, you know, at, at halftime. Uh, the team moves the ball better when they're not trying to get it into Trace every single possession. It moves better. And X truly is the X factor. Like, yeah. we have never, in all of these... So true point guards we have or haven't had since Yogi left us um he's got the most upside he's got the most talent and uh compared to earlier in the season he's turning that on now more than at any point he has on the season like a yeah. couple games in a row now where we're like man you know like look our ceiling is still somewhat limited but as far as a team that can make it into the tournament and beat a team or two. Well, if X happens to have a couple of good games in a row, yeah, I mean, like, there's enough else going on with this team when you see, like, Miller make a couple, Parker make one, along what you know you can get from Race, our most consistent player by far, and then, you know, Trace, hey, yeah, he's a pretty good guy to have contributing to. Let's also not forget, 
it was awesome to see Jordan Geronimo play some really big, good minutes today. And mm. Tamar Bates hit a couple shots that was really good to see. And he shot it with some confidence. Really good to see Finnessy back out there and hit a couple shots. Mm-hmm. He missed a couple, too, that were like big wow. misses. Yeah. Wow misses. <laughs> but it was good to see Miller cop hit two threes and a nice mm-hmm. pull up. It was nice to see Parker out there. Like, you know, the team collapsed. I mean, they just totally collapsed last seven minutes. And I'm there's sure. a real mental weakness to this team. Yes. Like, and, and that, that we've seen it so many times this season of just falling to pieces in the second half. It is terrifying, um, I agree. but we still might make the tournament, but we won. Listen, let's take a moment. Uh, if we could to talk about something in real life that you and I got involved in this week, that is sure. scary. Yeah. And that's um, Maurice Creek, who is as of we, the time that we are taping this, which is Sunday night and, and the world could change by Tuesday. So, but Maurice Creek is in Ukraine and has been holed up there and unable to get out. And it's a scary situation. And we got in touch with a company, an organization called project dynamo who really came to be during the Afghanistan crisis over the last many months of getting Americans out in a safe way. They rescued, I can't remember what he said, the number was, I think like 3000, Americans out of Afghanistan that they went in and just physically got. Uh, And they're doing the same thing right now in Ukraine. And uh, if you go to projectdynamo.org, you can donate. That is the thing they need the most. They're just a private non-for-profit organization. They have volunteers who go into these countries, set up convoys and get them out. Like they're in harm's way. And they've already gotten dozens of people out of Ukraine and they're working on more and they're working on Mo. Like they're doing what they can. So a lot of Hoosiers jumped on the Twitter feed uh, and the Twitter link that we put out there and Ward, the money that flowed into that place was incredible. And a special thank you to Jeff Rabjohns, our guest today, who I don't want to name, Jay Billis, Sage Steele, who really put the fire hose on and got that tweet out to people. Also, special thanks to uh, the goons because the goons gave us the idea to try to get some attention and look until he's safe and sound mission is not accomplished but a lot of americans are getting rescued because of this organization and that's really great hey everybody just a quick update if you hadn't heard already mo did get out of the country safely again maurice creek did get out of ukraine safely Obviously, we recorded this podcast before that news broke, so we just wanted to pop this in here. And in case you hadn't heard already, Mo Creek is out of Ukraine and on his way back home. Uh, this is our second podcast with the Varsity Podcast Network. Uh, we're extremely excited to be part of it. You can download the Varsity Network app, which I highly recommend. If you're an Indiana fan and you don't have this app, it is awesome. Besides getting a ton of podcasts and our podcasts, which you can access directly from the varsity podcast or the varsity network app. You get fish calling the games, every game. Did you know this before we got involved? It's the best thing about having gotten involved is now fish is a a tap of the button. It's unbelievable. And you get a little thing that says, Hey, it's starting and you get the pregame and you get the postgame. You get fish calling games. It's awesome. How does it work for you with your delay on Hulu? Like, how hard is it? I to paused think? it. So, so you you paused Hulu or you paused Fish? No, they were they were all they were almost there. Yeah, I had to pause Hulu for a minute for for like four seconds, and I synced them up. 
That's awesome. I couldn't yeah. do it because I had to watch the game on my phone today because DirecTV was messed up. So but, like, both. the idea is, yeah, like, the phone's going with fish while yes. the TV's got yes. the game. So you may have to, on DirecTV, pause it for a second, too, because um, fish, the, the, there's a little bit of a delay on the Varsity Network app. Sure. Okay. Because there kind of has to be. But anyway, really excited to be part of it. Uh, hope to have some exciting announcements on some partnerships coming up with mm-hmm. some some mm-hmm. people that we know mm-hmm. well. That'll be fun. Yeah. But um, look, we talked to Hoosier greats. We talked to Hoosier future prospects. We talked to people that uh, are, have been associated with the programs. And every once in a while, we bring somebody on that we got a bone to pick with. <laughs> and we did it with Jay Billis. And we're doing it today. So I say... No further ado, let's get to it. What about that? That was great. I... That was print that. Copy that. Copy paste. Control C, Control V. Every show. I'll just I'll just start the music now. <laughs> Here comes our guest. Here comes our guest. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you know, we don't traffic in controversy. That's not really what we're here for. But our guest today, that is what he's here for. Uh, Eric, who uh, who do we have here to troll our fan base today? <laughs> uh, we are talking to a gentleman who hails from, and I believe I'm pronouncing it right, Framingham? Framingham. Yeah, yeah Framingham. Framingham. By enough. way of Newburyport, where he yeah. lives now. So I guess that makes him a mass hole. Oh, yeah. Very right? true. Let's just say that he uh, after not being let into any respectable school, Arizona allowed him in and he went there. I think he graduated. Oh. Uh, I'm not sure in what uh, he has made a career as a basketball analyst, which is almost an oxymoron considering <laughs> all of his takes. Uh, he he has worked for ESPN, CBS and Fox. He no I'll longer start works. drinking now. I'm, yeah, I'm, go I'm just going to start drinking right now. He no longer works for ESPN, CBS or Fox. One can only assume he was fired from all three. Right. Uh, he is now a basketball analyst for the stadium. He has launched the Field of 68 podcast network where our very own A.J. Guyton, legend of Indiana, has a podcast. The, the best Indiana podcast, I, I shall say. The best one, period. Well, imitation yeah. is the highest form of flattery. That's how we feel about yeah. that. And we'll thing. we'll get into that in a little bit. I mean, even I mean, I can't even whatever he has. <laughs> he has hot takes on every college basketball goings on that has ever happened. And I will say this, his greatest accomplishment in his entire life is that he somehow spawned an intelligent daughter who decided to commit to Indiana University against all odds based on the stock she comes from. But she is a Hoosier and therefore one of us. One of us. He's trying to curry favor with his Indiana hat that he's rocking and the red undershirt. But ladies and gentlemen, we are talking to the one and only Jeff Goodman. Thanks for having me, guys. The intro... Honestly, it, it's probably the greatest intro I've ever gotten. Probably the most compliments I've ever received uh, in one, you know, 90 second span or whatever. It, it felt like about, you know, an hour. All right. So look, it, it was a roast, to be fair. Usually the, the intros just accomplishments, but that was something let's, else. Let's start That's here. Fair. Let's let's put aside that you're wearing an Indiana hat. 
Let's put aside that your daughter made the best decision of her life to come to Bloomington. I'll take the Indiana hat no. off. I'll, no, no, I'll, no, 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 no. Keep it. Keep it. That's the only thing keeping okay. us safe. Well, and it's, <laughs> it's counterbalancing that Patriots photograph. You know, that kind of makes me a little. Hey, that's but, an Arizona Wildcat. That's an Arizona right. Wildcat right there, Teddy Bruschi. So. Oh, okay. it doesn't, doesn't help at all. <laughs> at all. So I need to focus on that hat. All right. So let's put aside your daughter's decision. Let's just start here. Why do you hate Indiana and Indiana fans so much? All right. So here's the problem I had. The problem I had dates back to about a year ago. And, and I, I actually think Indiana fans were good with me up until a year ago at about this time mm -hmm. when a bunch of you knuckleheads actually thought that Indiana was going to get Brad Stevens. Right. I mean, legitimately, not okay. just you knuckleheads, but like Mark Titus, other people actually thought there was a chance that Brad Stevens was going to leave the Boston Celtics and go to Indiana. Now, listen, granted, if he goes back to college basketball, I actually do think Indiana University would be at the top of his list for jobs. However, however, there's no way in hell Brad Stevens was going to college last year, probably this year. He turned down Carolina last year. He turned down Indiana. You name it, he does not want to get back to college. He can get any, not any NBA job, but he can get a lot of NBA head coaching jobs. He's okay, not wait. going back to college. But all right, fine. Let me finish. Let me, let me let me finish. So but because this whole, of this, your whole premise is flawed. Listen, because of this, you knuckleheads maybe have to ask Brad Stevens in a post game, either pregame or post game. I'm in Indy at Butler University and. I've got to get on one of these Zoom calls, Celtic Zoom calls, and ask Brad Stevens if he's got any interest, which I knew the answer to, but I had to get it on the record so that Indiana fans would stop asking me and stop thinking they were going to get Brad Stevens. And that was the greatest quote of Brad Stevens' career came from my question when he basically said, I'm a mass hole now. I go to Dunkin' Donuts, blah, blah. That was the greatest quote of Brad Stevens is the most vanilla human being ever. And that quote was gold for any writer like me. Sure. Okay. But here is where I think Indiana fans, as you call us knuckleheads. No, took only exception. you. Only the only two of you. <laughs> That's, Listen, honestly, the nicest thing anybody yes. said about us. <laughs> All right, so that, that's the nicest. I've heard worse from my children in the last hour. I can't swear my daughter's going to listen to this podcast. All right, well, I've got to set look. a good example for her, you know. All right, fair enough. But here is the thing, Jeff. Of course, Indiana fans, since Brad Stevens left the state and went to Boston, of course we have pined after him because sure. things haven't gone well for Indiana He's the one that got away. And by the way, I think you'd probably agree with this. There was a time where had Indiana been super aggressive, 100%. they could have gotten him. Yes. Okay. He goes After to Boston. Tom Crean. Yeah, yes. when Tom Crean was there. Yeah, absolutely. And and we gave Tom an extension. And had we not given him an extension, we could have made a be made a okay. Yep. But my point is, like, yes, of course he's the one that we've pined after. But Indiana fans weren't just plucking it out of the blue that Brad Stevens is coming to Indiana, there were articles written by journalists that would be you knuckleheads that not claim- me knucklehead. Not, not me knucklehead. Not, not and you. Titus was fanning the flames. Like oh, that but he doesn't know what he's talking about. He had no, no but, idea what he was talking no, about. No, no, but, but there but are some respectable- like they do. Some right. respectable journalists were writing, and we know 
there was contact made. The, of course there was, and they should have been. Of Scott course, but Olson what I'm saying had is, to make contact. So and he what, made contact. So what, that we were excited. Who cares? He, he also made contact with Chris Holtman's people, and I know right. that's the that's that's number two. I, I get it. You're going to say no, he didn't. They weren't interested. They well, let, hold on. Let's finish the were. Brad Stevens. Let's yeah. finish yeah. the Brad Stevens, and then we'll yeah. go to Chris Holtman. Yeah. Because if that gave you the best quote of Stevens' career, which probably yeah. means of yours too. What like what? I got some good ones. Why do you have what? If Indiana's sort of incessant pining for Brad Stevens led to such a great quote for you and Brad together, you teamed up on that. Doesn't that just endear us to you? It was just annoying. It was just like constant, like, and I would I would tweet it out. Brad Stevens has no in. He's not going to take the Indiana job. I shouldn't say no interest because again, like I said. If he was going to go back to college, I actually think he'd go back to college for Indiana, not North Carolina, not Duke, any of those others. However, um, as I said, he was not going back to college, period. He, he, he was still at that point the head coach of the Celtics. And at that point, if they had fired him, which they didn't, they moved him. If they had fired him, they owed him a shit ton of money. Right. So if they had fired him, which they weren't going to do because they weren't going to be on the hook for all that money. It was like 30 million. Somebody else would have picked them up immediately, immediately in the NBA, not in college. So again, listen, that, that frustrated me. Number one. And number two was the Holtman thing when Greg Doyle backed me up on it. Oh, by the way, Greg Doyle, are you using Greg Doyle as your backup here? Doyle's terrific. Doyle's the best. Greg Doyle is the Anderson Cooper of sports media. He makes himself the story in every article. I've known Doyle Doyle forever. I will stand by Greg Doyle all the time. And and trust me. By the way, good writer. I think he's a good writer. Great writer. Not a good writer. I'm not. I'm not Elite. insulting his skill. Yeah. What I am, what I have a problem with is Greg Doyle makes himself the, the subject of so many of his stories yeah. that, that but it works. It's egocentric. Well, I oh, don't know if is. it works. Look, but look, no, he's talk- an he's an egomaniac. But the great part, when I worked with Doyle at CBS, he was the meanest son of a bitch you'd ever be around. Like he just wanted to crush people. Back when it started, Doyle and I, back when I was doing recruiting. Doyle was great to me when I was a young kid breaking in. And then actually when I was doing recruiting, I got a bunch of scoops that were coaching related and I would give them to him. He was a CBS national columnist at that point. Maybe he was covering college hoops and I would give them to him. And, uh, and then we worked together at CBS, man, he would go after some dudes. He was, he was mean. He would say that he was in kind of a dark place. And now it's great because he writes so many feel-good stories. I, I love Doyle. And, and again, I love that Doyle was on my side there because I knew, not that I, I questioned anything with, with the Holtman contact and with the Holtman interest, and it might not have been Dolson, guys. That's the other part. It wasn't like Dolson necessarily called Chris Holtman and said, hey, Chris, are you interested? No, that shit doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. That's why there are search firms. That's why Dolson can have somebody else call Holtman's agent or Holtman's wife or yes, but, anybody. But, but wait, but Jeff, all right. So we're going to talk about Holtman. Yeah. Look, you work in the sports media world. That's been your career. That's your vocation. I work in the entertainment business yeah. and that's been my vocation and agencies 
are prevalent in both. And the sure. lines between sports and entertainment have been totally crossed over the last, let's call it 10 years, where WME and CAA have really had an arms race for the athletes yeah. and the coaches. What also is probable, or I won't say probable, what also is possible there is that I'm guessing that you have some pretty good sources in coaches agency world. And it is possible that Chris Holtman's agent, who I know a little bit, I know of a little bit, I know yeah. you know, is drumming up shit for his client all the time. And he contacted Indiana and then he leaks information to the right people to get the story out that he wants to leverage ultimately a better deal for him when the time is right at Ohio State. Yeah, I, I can't tell you how it, it worked there because, again, of, of the sources, I'm not going to divulge who the sources were in this. But here's what I'll tell you. If you can find any writer in college basketball who has broken more stories than me in the last 10 years, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn here. I've been wrong twice. I've been wrong twice in, in two stories over probably my career. One was Trey Burke leaving after his freshman year at Michigan. I said he was gone, cleaned out his apartment, left. According to sources, that came from Trey Burke. He just didn't want to be in the record. And I said it a year later when he went to the championship game. I said, Trey, you okay with me putting out there now that it was you? You say, yeah, I don't give a shit now. What do I care? <laughs> Number two was Billy Clyde Gillespie. So he takes the who, Arkansas who you job. do not like at all, by the way. Oh, he's a bad human. He's a okay. bad dude. He treats people like shit. Any coach who treats people like shit, Billy Clyde, number one. There's plenty of others. Tom Crean's on that list somewhere. Mm. Not treating his staff well. Yes. Right. right. There's a reason all this shit's going down in Georgia right now. Yeah, but. Okay, but I mean, Rick Pitino is one of the greatest coaches in the history of the game. He treats his assistants like shit, too. Well, they lose weight. I mean, yeah, he gets them on the treadmill and they lose weight. It's but actually a win-win. He's a maniac. I mean, he's, yeah, a, he's maniac. a maniac. So, he is a I mean, maniac. like, I, I don't know, the line of good person on how they treat staffs. There's a lot of coaches out there that treat their staffs like crap that I bet you would not come out as hard as you came out against Gillespie. And I don't know Gillespie. I don't give a shit about Gillespie. Yeah, I, I do. I've seen him treat people I like shit. I believe you. I have no reason. Not I've to seen him treat a woman like absolute shit in Augusta, South Carolina. I've seen it with my own eyes. I've talked to so many different people that worked for him, that played for him, that he treated like shit. So I have no problem uh, saying that Billy Clyde Gillespie should not be coaching, period, kids. Anyway, getting back to it. Yeah. So he takes the Arkansas job verbally, and then somebody calls him and says, hey, hey, Clyde, sit tight. Kentucky's going to come calling. So he backed off that. I wrote it that he had committed, you know, he had verbally taken, I don't know, like I used the ver word verbally. Why wouldn't I? I right. said he had taken the job at Arkansas. I was wrong. I was wrong. You know, period. Like okay. I said, he took the job. Well, he kind of did, but again, he ended up in Kentucky. So I was wrong on both accounts. Again, getting back to it, I think I've proven myself. My It's probably 99.99%. Uh, over the last 15 years of breaking stories. Um, I'm not wrong about this, Chris Holtman one. Trust me, I'm not wrong. What's I, your What's your favorite story you, you broke? The one that, that, that you're like, when you're thinking back, you're having a cigar and a scotch, you're like, that was great. That was so cool I got to do that. I mean, probably the Billy Donovan one to the Magic and back to Florida before anybody. I, I think I had it that he was going back to Florida before anybody was reporting that he was going to Orlando. You know, mm -hmm. that was a crazy one, and I remember – after he wins two national titles, 
um, that all happens. And we're sitting in Akron, Ohio, having beers, talking about the, he's telling me the whole thing. And then it, we're drinking a, a bunch of them. And, <laughs> and in Akron, Ohio, that's where uh, LeBron's camp was at the time. So he's at, back out recruiting. We're walking the streets of Akron back to the hotel. And he's telling one of the stories he was telling me, he brought Ric Flair in um, before their final four game, their second year, because uh, he, he always wanted to motivate him. He always wanted to get him up, right? So they put on a, a tape of Ric Flair for the players, Joe Kim, Noah, Al Horford, all these dudes, Corey Brewer, they're all sitting around and they put it on the TV. And then all of a sudden, Ric Flair comes frigging flying through the door, yelling, screaming, whatever. So Billy Donovan, this was before, you know, iPhones yeah. and video. He's doing the strut, the yell down the streets of Akron. I still, I actually, I saw Ric Flair two weeks. Uh, I don't know how long. Is it that was from now. your your Twitter profile picture? In love from that? Yeah. So I texted Billy. He's like, "Oh, tell him I said hello. I love Ric Flair." So that that was one. But to me, it's about listen, guys. It's about the experiences. It's about the like. I once went in a car with Bill Self in Akron, trying to find LeBron James's house. <laughs> Like we're driving around aimlessly. It's me and a couple other writers with Bill Self. And we're trying, we, we ran into Bill Self at a Friday's or something right outside our hotel. And Bill's with like, there's two women there and a guy. And they're all drinking at the bar and go up to him. We're talking for about an hour. I'm like, Bill, you know, you never introduced me to these. Who are they? He's like, I don't know. I just met him. <laughs> I mean, that's Bill Self. That in a, in, a, in a nutshell explains Bill Self and why, again, through this NCAA investigation, yeah, a lot of writers haven't gone after him because he's likable. We're human. We yeah, are but human. See, but that, okay, but okay. Yep. So that gets a little bit yep. to the heart of what I want totally. to talk to you about. But, sure. but back on the Holtman thing, I just want to button it with this. Yeah. You're not going to tell your, your sources. I'm not. Get it? Of course not. In the Indiana coaching search this last time around, while conversations may have happened with other people, there was one guy running it, and it was Scott Dolson. Sure. If you were to interview Scott Dolson and put him on a polygraph, he will tell you he or and he never told anyone to reach out and gauge Chris Holtman's interest. Now, if it happened... It did not happen as Scott Dolson sitting down going, who do I want to be the coach of Indiana? You don't now, think he, you don't, you don't think he ever reached out to, to Chris Holtman and, and, and try no, to no, find out whether he was interested. Not, not what I'm saying is when he sat down with a blank piece of paper to decide yeah. who was going to be the next coach. I do not believe that Chris Holtman was one of the first couple names that he put out. Now, is it possible that someone told him you should call Chris there might be interest there. Sure. And then he does his due diligence. Y yes, but I think that is different than, than the way the story was, I think, put out there that Scott wanted Chris Holtman and Chris Holtman told him no. I don't believe that's how. Now, we they may, may be talking They may never have gotten that far, right? They may never have gotten. Again, I don't think there was an actual offer, but there generally isn't. It generally doesn't get that far. Well, at we that know point, that. it doesn't matter because you right. know that you the offer is those guys know right. how much they're going to get paid. So exactly, it's yeah, it's I, in the four whatever the number right, starts then, with a three, four, five, whatever it is. I think it was at a point where Chris Holtman, there was interest, legitimate interest, 
there were numbers even thrown around, mm. not numbers on a piece of paper, but numbers thrown around. And Chris Holtman saying, you know what? I can't leave Ohio State for Indiana within the league. I, I, I would I would argue that if numbers were thrown around, then somebody was out over their skis and doing Maybe. something they shouldn't have been. Could doing. be. That could be. Um, because I don't believe it came from the one guy who could sign that check. Um, and that's fair, but that doesn't mean there's not other people out there. No, but it doesn't mean that those people have any real authority, Jeff. It, agreed. Agreed. But, but it could that, all be bullshit. It could, it could all be. be a bullshit story. Could be. All right. But now let's 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 put that aside and let's go to, I think, a really important part that you just brought up with Bill Self. Yeah. And I think it relates to some of how the Archie Miller getting fired story played out, too. I think there is a thought you and some of your colleagues carry water for your friends, that you have friends in the business like a Bill Self that you need for sources, that you need for stories, that that you want, that you need to be in the fraternity of. And so when it comes time for push comes to shove. Yeah, it's a bunch of bullshit for me. You don't buy that at all. No, hell no. But you just said you wouldn't go after Bill Self because he's your friend. No, I never said that. No, 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 I never said that. I never said that. I said, I'm human. I said, I'm human is what I said. Right. And it makes it more difficult. The, The coach I'm closest with in the entire business have been for 15 years, continue to be, is a guy named Paul Hewitt. You know who Paul Hewitt is? Yeah, he used to be at Georgia Tech. Correct. Yeah. I put him in the hot seat twice at Georgia Tech. Put him in the hot seat twice, okay? I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. I'm going to go after anybody. If the information is in front of me, I'm going to do my job, period. I don't care. I'm going to say that Chris Mack, you know what? And people will accuse me of being too close to Chris Mack. That's fine. I don't think he worked hard enough at Louisville. I don't think he worked hard enough. Now, again, do I think he should have been suspended for six games for something so trivial as not having somebody from human resources in there when he fired Dino? Got No, I think that was ridiculous. But the bottom line was he didn't get the job done. Archie Miller did not get the job done, period, period. Were there some excuse? Yeah, listen, Tom Crean left him. A, 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 he didn't leave him a ton either, but he had enough time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Archie Miller had enough time. Here's the other thing I would say to not just defend Archie Miller, anybody who was fired last year, to me, being fired off a pandemic year is difficult. And he was fired off a pandemic year. Think about it. Like Jim Christian at Boston College, he got another year because of the pandemic. He should have been fired. Archie Miller was legitimately fired. He was probably going to go to the tournament two years ago. And last year was a pandemic. We don't know what he was dealing. Nothing was equal is all I'm saying. Well, it's kind of because everybody was dealing with. No, but it was a lot of luck and timing and all that shit involved. No, but but, I disagree with that. But to buy that argument, you're somehow saying that what Archie had to deal with in COVID was harder than other. But but okay, but I I guess I'm asking you how. I mean, we followed it pretty closely. We didn't don't know how many pauses did they have. How many pauses compared to some of the other Big Ten teams? They, my, when did they have them? My How point, many injuries? Jeff. But, Jeff, that's my point. Last year, we were a healthy team. Like, we didn't have a bunch of guys who missed out. They just shit the bed. Yeah. That's the truth with last year's team. But, I don't, look, I like Archie. Ward likes Archie. We, I consider Archie a friend. Like, I I, 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 I don't. Truly like I, I've talked to him once. <laughs> but I, I like him. I mean, we had him on the show. He's, he's a great guy. But I, I want to go back to this 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 thing about you're human. Sure. And let's let's talk about the carrying water thing. 
because you work in a business that is filled with dirty shit going on. Sure. That's college athletics. Yeah. Are you telling me that all the dirty shit that you know that would make for great stories, you're just running it whenever you want against anybody, no matter if you're friendly with them or not? I doubt that you're just putting absolutely. it all out. Absolutely. If I get it, absolutely. Wait, you're telling me, so have you ever run a story about Bill Self being dirty at all? About the Kansas program being dirty? I have can't you? prove it. How can I Come prove on, it? Man. Pro- you wait, can't wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. just, oh my prove. God, this you isn't WWE. I can't just throw shit out there. No, wait a minute. Are you prove, kidding? You cannot prove that Chris Holtman had numbers. You can't prove that. No, but I've, took, I've sourced that. I've yes, sourced but, that. Right, but you're telling me you can't source the dirty stories on the Kansas basketball program? Oh, my. No, no, no. Dude, I don't even do this Are you for kidding? a living. And Are you I kidding? can source dirty shit that I know of. But And, and, and you can't. You'd have no credibility. You'd, you'd be left with what no credibility. Mean? I would say this happened. And here's who you can go ask if it happened. But I'm not. that's not my job. You're telling me that you don't have a single dirty story sourced that you or or let me let me back up a sure. story that you know is probably true that you decide not to go out and source because you just don't want to do that kind of journalism. Well, listen, I, I, I called about 40 different people a year ago and basically got Greg Marshall fired for punching a player. For that is so um, different, man. That is so different. That is how? so different. That, it's different that, than that paying is, players. It's different that, than paying players. But it's hard to prove paying players. You can't just source things that people. Do you know how many stories I hear, and how many are wrong? Right, but okay. But you know how much bullshit goes. You should know this because if you were involved with the WWE, you know all the bullshit that goes on, and how much of it is true. How much of it is true? Out of all of it, what percentage do you think is things, man? They are such different things. Why? Why? Because, because like, the WWE is a scripted, fake, concocted story that that I I, I assume what you're talking about is the rumors that people. I'll give you a great yeah. I'll give you a great example. When when Baylor and Scott Drew yeah were beating uh, other schools for players years ago, right? They were beating players early on. When, again, Scott Drew took over, program, one player kills another player. It's the worst program in America. They're beating players for kids. What does everybody say? Every coach say they cheated to get that player, right? I was covering recruiting at the time. They cheated to get that player. Well, the NCAA went in. They didn't really find anything. Now, I did write something on one of Scott Drew's assistants back then, Mark Moorfield. I had texts given to me. I found texts of Mark Moorfield threatening to uh, deport a kid named Hunter Perea. Yeah, who we you know. know. Well, I was just going to bring up this story. Yes. Like we, by the way, I've heard I had that. the text. I had proof. Right. Had, that's the difference. It is damn hard to get proof. These guys are pretty good at cheating if they want to be. They're pretty good. Like Will Wade, there's no actual proof yet, you know. You, you do understand that, right? A, a, a phone recording is not of him saying I know but that that's what we're It's that, not look, proof. I know but proof is like when you're talking about proof in a story like that you're talking about proof that would stand up in a court of law. Like you're talking about 
a bank transaction that you can show that was funded was, by listen, X. And that's a I was trained and I was trained by the Associated Press. OK, that's how I came up. I came news. up two sources on everything. Fake news. Two, yeah, well, <laughs> listen, all I know is I, I went through it and, and I haven't been wrong yet again on something that critical. OK, like I told you, the two stories I've been wrong on. Yeah. You know. I've but there's wrong. a difference between Listen, being wrong on a story and not pursuing a story because you don't want to run it. Because, like, are are you close to John Calipari? I haven't. I've talked to him once in 13 years. Okay, John Calipari's Kentucky program. You think that's a clean program, top to bottom, soup to nuts? That they get players legitimately. No agents are involved. Nike's not involved. NBA of agents. Of course, aren't Nike involved. and agents are involved. Of okay. course, they are. So tell me. And, and are you, uh, and, how and am I, I going to get proof? I'm just going to write. Well, according to my source, John Calipari pays players. Hell no. no but, I can't but by the way, and that. I'm not saying, and by the way, I'm not saying that because I don't believe that that's how it goes down. I mean, that's, that is right, not it's all how for it agents. Right. But so, so you, but you maintain like yeah. you have really close friendships with a lot of coaches in this business. Like, no, I never said that. I never said really close friendships. I never said that. Well, but you do. I'm not you close do. friends with Archie Miller. Like I talked to him well, now more a, than ever. That's probably, I mean, Archie's a tough guy to be close friends with. I think just overall, that's just not in his personality. And he's not a, he's not a coach. By the way, I wasn't, I wasn't um, pejoratively saying that you have, I'm saying that, that is a good thing. Let's just say relationships. You have close relationships. Sure. with coaches. I have relationships with guys. I talked to some a lot. I talked to some a couple times a year. Yes. And Scott you're Drew. telling me that that when you said I'm human. Yeah. Yep. That none of that humanity would make you look the other way or defend a guy more than you would if you had no relationship with them. I just don't, that, that doesn't seem to. Yeah. I feel like, again, I built my career of waking up every day and, and being honest and, and saying what I believe. And listen, I don't give a shit if I did. I wouldn't have gone 13 years without talking to John Calipari. I talked to him for the first time. I wrote two stories again. One, when I was at Fox, I wrote one story about how the COO, the number two guy at Fox named David Bronzek, was recruiting a player, a recruit named Abdul Gaddy's mother, who worked at FedEx and had been there for about 15 years as a lower level employee. He was recruiting her and the son. Had it on the record. Everything was ready to go with it. Well, you know who Fox's biggest sponsor was at the time? FedEx. <laughs> Not yeah. an easy one to get done. Not right. an easy one to get done. Took a while. I did it. I didn't give a shit. I was I was fine with John Calipari. I was good way, at one point. Can we, we also had, note that after we, you telling us that your daughter will hear this and no cursing, you said shit about 22 times. All right. Well, we'll let's bleep, just put we'll bleep it out. We'll we bleep got it you out. worked up. We got you worked up so much. That She's you heard me. She's like heard me. Trailer. As long as my wife doesn't hear this, Amara. If she, hears, <laughs> oh. she hears it. I'm okay. okay um, <laughs> yeah. Listen, I get it. Like I, like I tell people, we are human though. We are human, but that doesn't mean I don't do my job. I don't listen. I'm different than a lot of the other newsbreakers out there. I, I share my opinion. I'm not scared to share my opinion because, sure. I, frankly, I would love to hear more newsbreakers share their opinion. They have more information than most other people, and they're scared because all they want is the next scoop. I don't really give a you-know-what about the next, especially at my age. 
You really think I care about the next scoop now? I don't care. Well, actually, re- I mean, I do think you care because not you're not that you- much. I used to get, but you are good at what you do. You have built a career. You are successful because largely of being right. Mo- the vast majority of the time, like, why shouldn't you care about the next scoop? You should, right? I mean, that's what you do. Listen. Yeah. I broke when you break like coach K retiring. Yeah. That one, when you asked me what the biggest one, but that's not the one I'm the most proud of at all. Like that was, that was one that, again, people would look at as big, but I was far more proud of the Greg Marshall story. Way mm-hmm. more, like not even close. I invested six months into that story. Mm-hmm. It was really difficult for me to get it. The kid, Shaq Morris, didn't want to go on the record for six months. I waited till he went on the record. I could have written it with sources five months earlier. But you know what I was afraid? I was afraid if I wrote it with sources, that next day Shaq Morris would say, hey, I never told him that. Right. Maybe Greg Marshall would have paid him off the next day. Mm. So I was damn scared and, and wanted to make sure I had you know, everything down to a T to protect myself for that story. Plus, I wanted to talk to 40 different people and make sure I had everything. I want to make sure I wasn't going after, you know, a guy for one incident here. There right. were many incidents. OK, let's take this in a different direction. I like this direction. Yeah, I can tell. Um. And, and there's so much I, more to go. I accept the premise that you're a human being. I believe that. <laughs> Thank you. I, I like that. I like that you have strong opinions and you express them. I want to get into something, some red meat for our listeners. What you had us not too long ago as the second most insane fan base in yeah. the nation. Yeah, you've dropped. We've dropped. And yeah. Yeah. The two hysterics, we take that personally. Well, you're a little soft. You guys have gotten a little soft. Let's be honest here. Well, let's let's get into yeah. what this means. How have we gotten so much less crazy in a year's time? I mean, it, it's that other other schools have gotten crazier, and, and you got you know Texas Tech, Arkansas. What was it? Was it that we had our coaching search, so we were at like peak fanaticism? Yeah. Yeah. And that we've just been kind of placated for now with our new coach. And that's why we've drifted down. I think to some degree, right? Like Texas Tech and Arkansas, uh, excuse me. um, You know, I was uh, incorrect uh, when evaluating, especially Texas Tech. Arkansas really wasn't. I said they weren't a top 25 team when they weren't a top 25 team. And they've turned into a hell of a team over the last six weeks. So I don't. I wasn't wrong about that. They weren't worthy of being a top 25 team at the time. Texas Tech, I was wrong. I was wrong on their coach. I was wrong on how they be this year. And again, like I said, like, listen, if if you want somebody who's vanilla and isn't going give, to give opinions, then don't listen to me. Don't listen to me. But if you want them, and, and again, I'm going to be right on some, I'm going to be wrong on some. But like, to me, that's what it's about, having fun. Like, I don't know, yeah. interacting with people. Like, would you rather have somebody that never, ever tweets back and just goes out there and says what they heard and regurgitates? And and I don't know. It's well, just look, boring to me. Yeah, well, and boring. you brought up you brought up the WWE. We yeah. all love a good heel turn. You took yeah. this heel turn on the fan base. We loved it. You loved it. You yeah. leaned into it. 
But now, but now you're, you're kind of, yeah. Now you're wearing an IU hat and your daughter's a Hoosier. And it's like, oh, Tough now deal. it's coming back into hero It's not believable. Mode. It's not believable. <laughs> it's, it's too much. What it's do you mean? Of course it's believable. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to pay 50 grand a year. It's very it's, believable. It's, no, it's not. It's what heels do. If you're committed. I love, I'm going to have to love this team because, listen, the better, the better this, and I say this to like these people around here, Providence, Boston College fans, they're like, you're biased. You hate Providence. You hate Boston College. I'm like, do you realize how much I want Boston College and Providence to win so I don't have to get on a plane to go see a good game? <laughs> like, think about it. I'm, I'm 50 years old now. I don't want to get in a plane every time to see a good game. I want to be able to drive an hour and a half to Providence, Rhode Island, or 45 minutes to Boston College and see a good basketball game. That would be awesome. How, how much of what you do, and, and be honest here, because sure. look, you, you are now employed by the stadium, yep. right? Like that's, they pay you. Yep. And is Field of 68, that network, is that run by the stadium? Or is no, that separate? No, no, no. That's, that's run by my buddy, Rob Dost. Rob Dost. So Rob and, got uh, laid off a little over a year ago from NBC, and he started this up, and uh, I'm helping him out with this. And are uh, you par- Are you a partner in it? No, I'm well, he's paying me. He's paying me. But you're but paid a as a talent, basically. Correct. Correct. Okay. And and I'm helping him get talent. So I helped him get AJ Guyton. Yeah, well, <laughs> you guys, come on. Hold on. He, right, it's wait, our exact Hoosier. format. He's a Hoosier great. It's our exact right, format. This, and, hey, this and if it was no, the this one, is okay. going over the line. You can rip on me all you want. No, 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 Jeff, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Taking the whole long form interview thing. Fine. That's fine. That's fine. But when I tuned in like a few months into it and he's verbatim asking the same questions we ask, it was just a a straight. He doesn't even know who you are. Trust me. He's been on our show, Jeff. He he still has no idea who you are. Jeff, Jeff, he forgot. Jeff, he forgot five minutes. He, he remembered the show. exact questions we asked Jeff, because those are the ones he asked. Me, don't make me read. Texts <laughs> You're giving him from, too much credit. Do not no, make me read no. texts from AJ Guyton. We have a relationship with AJ Guyton. AJ knows we what's did. going on. We did. But oh, I do want to is... say on your write-up of his show on the website of Field of 68, it says AJ Guyton is an Indiana legend. True. That True. is a fact. Yes. And we love him. You are, for what you are not. <laughs> I will accept that as well. Okay. It then says in all caps, T H E in all caps, the source for Hoosier hoops. I didn't write that. Dosta wrote it. That's I total horseshit. I, I don't deal with anything. And Lance, I've never even heard that. Lands interviews no one else can get. Go down your list of the guests that AJ has. Yeah. And 98% of them we got first. Well, the 2% you didn't get. Yeah, the 2% is Quinn Buckner. But you know who we have that he doesn't? Bob Knight. So you know what? We'll call it that we win that. Okay? (laughs) But that's not... Listen, I don't want... That's not what I wanted to go down the road of here. Oh, that's what I did. That's where I wanted to go. Ward's been waiting. (laughs) But here's what I wanted to say. When you work for an ESPN or a Fox or, yeah. you know, or, or a CBS, yeah. you're working for a big corporation. You're an employee of a big corporate field. 
Yeah. It is even in a field that you're in, which is an entrepreneurial field for the most part, you have to generate your own business, but you're being paid there by a big corporation. You get benefits. You, there, there's different, it's a different thing. Yeah. When you're working for the stadium, which is largely a startup and doing Field of 68, where you have to drum up your own promotion for the most sure. part. And you guys yeah. have done a great job with it. Thank but you. in order to do that- That's you the first compliment you've given <laughs> probably uh, the last yeah in fact we'll edit this part out you 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 use social media social media is the primary means to generate traffic. i know where you're going with this i know where you're going i'm gonna say no before you even go there no the answer is I, no what you're what gonna ask gonna me ask? like clicks like like am i am i putting things out there to get clicks or get interest or it's, or attention it's not that, but you're telling me that you don't leverage the controversy that is created with the back and forth with like the Indiana fan base Hell to no. just help your own business. No, zero. Well, then you're not that smart. Zero. I, I guess I'm not. I well, guess I'm why, not. Why? Why would it be zero? I don't understand that. Oh, you, you. I, I just you enjoy the interaction. That's why I do it, and I enjoy poking the bear a little bit with like Kentucky fans. Yeah, sure. But to it's, no end. You're telling me that like. You just do that for shits and giggles and not because it actually, I mean, you get more follows, you get more engagement. What do I care? I you're mean, built, honestly, you have a career. What do you mean? What do you care? But I get paid a salary. My, yes, but I'm not salary getting paid is, extra per click. Well, first of all, the podcast, what Doster will pay you is of course, based on how popular those Maybe. things are. I, yeah, but I, I'm doing it for stadium is, is 95% of, of, my job right now is, yes, is but your stadium. profile when it's risen, if your profile is bigger, I was on more, ESPN for five years. I was on ESPN, yeah, but, I, they, I, but they pay shit and don't care about anybody. They actually paid well. They actually paid well. Come on. They paid well. Yes, they paid me well. Well, maybe they paid listen, you well, but overall, they're pretty cheap. Listen, all I know is I got in this business thinking if I could make, you know, back when I got out of school at Arizona, if I can make 30, 40, 50 grand a year right, and right. do this for a living. It was a win. I've never, I mean, honestly, I can, I can legitimately say, and some days you get up and you're like, oh man, I don't feel like writing that story or, or doing this. But for the most part, I get up every day and I'm like, I really haven't worked a day in my life. Yeah. Yeah. So, all joke. right, listen, I'm going to take you at your word. Yeah. You enjoy the, the yes. debate. Let's call yes. it the live debate for the debate on its own and not 100%. to drum up. Okay. I mean, 100%. you're here. You're, this is living proof that you enjoy the debate. You well, knew he I knows that this equals dollars. I mean, I, he knows no, that. No, it does not. Like, I don't care. I just, <laughs> honestly, I enjoy people. I enjoy diehard fans. I enjoy going to Texas Tech where they hated me two weeks before I went there and going there, and, and I think they were appreciative that I was there, that I could then tell the story. And I'd been there two years earlier to tell the story about how crazy their fan base was. But to go there and see it and be around those fans, I was there drinking beer. I mean, they're handing yeah. me beers outside. I saw you. I saw you yeah. write about that. It's hilarious. Yeah, like, like what's better than that? Again, like, again, I go back to it. Like, we're human. I'm so lucky to have this job. You know how many people could do this job? As and I, know, you don't have to answer this. Like, like 27 million. I don't there know. you go. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. But it's true. Ballpark. It, it, it is. It is absolutely true that a lot of people could do this job better than me, as well as me. I'm fortunate that I've been able to do it. So same thing with coaches. Like, I don't understand these coaches who think they cured cancer. Like, 
come on, what are we doing here? Tom Crean, Tom Crean, great example, right? Like what, his, nickname, every- his nickname in coaching circles to some people, Tommy Naismith. <laughs> <laughs> what it is, Tommy Naismith. I like, like come on, man. You're going to do your own entrance at practice. I don't know. You guys been to his practices? No, no. never saw Tom Crean practice. So his practices, everybody be out there practicing. And then Tom, every, every practice, from what I'm told, the ones I was at, he did it. He would make a grand entrance. Most coaches are out there when everybody else is for practice. This dude instead would make a grand entrance. The other thing that nobody saw, here, here's something funny. I've never written this, guys. You'll like this. Have you ever seen Tom Crean shoot a basketball? No, we've I've heard stories that no one has. Has anybody? Yeah, because at Maui, at Maui, uh, every coach has to shoot uh, three. Uh, I think three. How bad is it? How bad throws. is it? He made two of three. I think the last time when he was at Georgia a couple of years ago. But you've I've I've asked several players over the years. Have you ever coaches that have been with him? And they will say they've never seen him shoot a basketball. Yeah, that look, the, he is riddled with insecurities. I mean, he is riddled with them. And it, it is like deep and it goes beyond basketball. It, yeah. it is part of who he is. So let's talk about that. And I appreciate a guy who gives opinions. What, what is funny to me, and I know what you'll say, is a guy who loves to give his opinion too that you have an absolute war with is Dan Dockich. And, and I know you can't stand him. He can't stand you. There's something, but there's a story here. What is the the origin of the battle between you and doc? So me and doc, it's were great. I used to go on the show all the time, all the time. I would help out his son, uh, Andrew, who was going through transferring. He went to Quinnipiac for a moment, then went to Ohio state. I was very helpful to Andrew Dockich and get along with him. Well, got along with him. Well, I don't know how much he likes me now, but whatever. Um, and I like Andrew. I think Andrew's going to be a hell of a coach one day, hell of a coach. It goes back to, I was doing sideline at, at PK 80 in Oregon, the Phil Knight event. Dockage was, um, an analyst in the same game. I forget who the play-by-play guy was. Should know this, but anyway, Chris Holtman, how about that is involved <laughs> as well. He's at Ohio state and he's beating Stanford by like a hundred early in the second half. So this is just like three years ago we're talking about. More, no, it had to be, I was at ESPN, so it had to be five. I think it was my, what was it Holtman's last first year, year second or last year? year? It's about five years ago. Five, so Holtman's years. first year at Ohio State. Correct, that's okay. right. Yep. Five and years ago. they were gonna play Butler in the next game, Ooh. okay? So Dockage was saying how difficult it was gonna be, you know, going up against your old team, your old players. And I just kind of chimed in, I said, listen, he left the program in a in a much better state than he found it. He left for double the money. He's got nothing to feel bad about. And he went off on me, on the air, basically calling me an idiot, sideline guy this, sideline guy that. You don't know what you're talking about. And I bit my tongue like you should do, right? You got to be professional. I did it. I didn't want to do it, but I did it. Then uh, the next day, I walk into uh, the Nike store in in portland and the first face i see is dan dockage first face i walk in it's a little store i don't know if you've right. ever been in there it's only about four aisles just it's tiny and uh, and i walk in there and he still to this day says he thinks he apologized he never apologized he invited me to dinner with him and his wife but he never apologized and uh 
to this day still hasn't. And, and again, it was just bullshit because we had a good relationship at that point. But is that he it? Like, had me. he apologized? If no. In your mind, had he apologized, then it would have been squashed? Probably, yeah. Yeah, I don't see why not. But I like sure. it. Uh, look, I'm, I'm actually sure. liking you more now because I like that you hold a grudge. Eric likes hell a yeah. good grudge. Yeah. I like a oh, good grudge. Yeah. <laughs> I like a good grudge. You just don't do that. It's come on. I mean, it's an unwritten rule. Yeah, no, you don't shit on your own sideline reporter. Like uh, you don't do that. And, and and you're making fun of sideline. I'm, I'm not. That's not my job. Right. No, he's using you're that. Making as like fun a, of everybody else. Yeah. Everybody else who works hard, who's got that as their career. I'm not. A, listen, I always said sideline reporter was the hardest damn thing I had to do mm-hmm. when I was when I was at ESPN. The hardest thing I had to do. So I have a lot of respect for the people who do it. But again, yes, you don't shit on somebody on national TV when they're supposed to be your teammate. So let, let's get into the opinion that probably drove Indiana fans the craziest. Well, oh, it, it, it was, it, it was the culmination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Woodson. So I Mike forgot. Woodson gets hired yeah. and you were critical of it. I mean, there's, you know, I, I know that yeah. you, you, you softened you your of, stance later. Well, and you softened it even right in the moment, to be fair, because sure. you said... He's got to hire a great staff. Yes. And if he hires, you you always had that if. But you were yeah. critical of the hire, just like you were of the Juwan Howard hire, which I kept waiting for, like in this wake of Juwan Howard losing his mind, that you would have been like, see, I was right. <laughs> but but he's but done a good job like, for the most part at Michigan. He's well, done a good well, job. But don't Has you he... think what? Yeah, because like, look what he had. Look what he walked into. Yeah, and look what's line. going on this year, even Beeline before before he slapped so you're saying you're saying like he 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 I agree he inherited good players he's got a strong brand but he, he did he put together a good staff again you know from doing the story I don't know if you saw the story I did a few weeks ago with all the former NBA players yeah did you see that mm-hmm. I did and I graded every single one and and kind of talked to a bunch of them about the reasons and Hoiberg was the one who told me he said staff is is number one so mm-hmm. I've always been a little bit more cautious now. But I've gone by the same rule. Now, the difference with Woodson and, say, Patrick Ewing, who's like 0-100 right now this year in the Big East, Chris Mullen, who was lazy as hell, if you mm-hmm. talk to anybody uh, from St. John's, and he got fired even after a first four appearance. Uh, Clyde Drexler was a complete train wreck. Those guys made big money. Now, Drexler maybe didn't make as big a money, but it, it's relative, right? He was making big money relative to what um, – you know, what, what, what society was back then. What he didn't make probably as a player, he certainly didn't make huge money right. as a coach. He probably made pretty darn good money, but not a hundred million, not like Penny Hardaway, not right. Patrick Ewing money, not Chris Mullen money. Um, I just feel like for the most part and, and the numbers prove it out. I mean, the numbers prove it out guys. It was nothing against Mike Woodson. It was, 60-year-old Mike Woodson, or 63 or 4 at that point, who had never, ever, ever been in college basketball coaching. That's what it was. It, it was nothing more than that. Like, Mike Woodson as a guy is an incredible human being. Like, you won't hear one bad thing said, written anywhere about Mike Woodson as a human being. I just felt like you throw somebody into the deep end in college when they haven't been here for so long. They've got no connections, zero. Like I saw this happen with Isaiah Thomas at the lowest level, guys, and he listened to the wrong person at when FIU he was in, down in Florida at FIU. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was a shit show, right? A complete shit show. And I felt like Woody 
had the ability to make the same mistake. Luckily, he listened to the right people and was able to get a pretty good staff together of at least like guys who had been in college. He didn't hire like, like Jerry Stackhouse screwed up. Jerry Stackhouse right. hired a, a, a high school coach from Memphis, an NBA uh, developmental guy, and a guy, David Grace, who had been fired uh, a couple times in college. And, and he fired him right away. So, again, you can be saved by your staff in, in some ways. I don't know. That, that was my take on Woody. Um, what is your take on Woody as of tonight? I think he's done a good job. Solid. Like, you know, if I'm giving him a grade so far this year, I'd probably give him like a B minus, something like that. You know, I mean, he, I, you know, again, he's probably done what we thought he'd do for the most part, to be honest, going in. Mm -hmm. Where were they picked in the preseason in the league? Seventh, eighth, you know. Yeah, yeah. that's where they are, right? Yeah, maybe that's a little where they worse. are. Like, he, he's done what was expected of him. Listen, you can't <laughs> – I say it all the time and everybody makes fun of me. You can't win at the highest level without good point guard play. They have not had a good point guard in Indiana for how many years now? Since you know, Yogi Ferrell left. Yeah. There you go. So you're not – I mean, this year more than ever, you can actually get away with it because the point guard play around the country stinks. It's the worst it's ever been in college basketball since I've been covering it or following it. But still, like X, he's, you don't know what you're going to get for him. Fantasy's no. always hurt, right? Like it's, it's tough to win it at a high level without really good point guard, consistent point guard. Well, as X goes, honestly, so does this team. It's, Great, very, it's very evident. Yes. Now, yes. you were skeptical, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, about his ability to recruit. That was a big mm -hmm. part of it. Uh, yes. I think if you his look ability. at it, his ability to work probably more than anything, not understanding well, that you're going to have to be on the phone all the time. Yeah. In, but, in college. but the truth is Jeff, like none of that matters. The results matter. It doesn't well, matter if he works hard. It doesn't matter if coach X works hard or not. If he gets the results that you need to, but you need players to get the results and you you're do, usually but, not going to get players but without, my, without but my point hard. is, well, Maybe, maybe you're right. right. And long-term, right. I would agree probably with that. But I think if you look at the job that he did on just field, fielding the team that he needed to for this year, including a late recruitment for Tamar Bates, who was a yeah. borderline five-star. Good get. Star, good get. Uh, good yeah. get. Now yeah. Jalen hood Shafino, who is considered one of the best point guards in the country. Kayla Banks, who is solid. Yeah. Uh, good inroads into 2023. I think that we have some results now where you go – all right, look, is he Penny Hardaway on the recruiting trail or John Calipari? No, but who is? But is he hey, competing? Eric. Hey, Eric, do you know who Archie Miller got? No, but, Romeo. but this is my, no, no, but thank but, you. No, yeah, no, no, thank no, you. Thank no you. but this is my We've point. talked about this, Eric. Is like he's not doing much better than Archie or no, Tom. But, but thank you. Time thank out. you. Thank no, you. You just that, no, you ended that part of the conversation for me. I appreciate that. I think you're missing the point. Archie didn't get fired because of his recruiting in the first two seasons. Archie did great in recruiting in the first two seasons for the information that we had at the time. Now, do you know that Jerome Hunter, a top 60 player, is going to have basically a career-ending leg condition? No. no right. Of course. You know? Do you know that, you know, Romeo obviously you know, uh, is a one and done and, and fantasy, fantasy being hurt, right? right. Fantasy being hurt. The Demise whole Anderson time. was a shooter yeah. in Indianapolis and totally shit the bed. Some yeah. of those didn't pan out, but that's not why Archie Miller got fired. 
Archie Miller got fired because in years three and four and he then going enough. on, they didn't win enough. He didn't win enough and recruiting momentum stalled. Well, what? yes. And, and that's a great point. You're, you're absolutely right. Is recruiting momentum and, and it, coming out of the it gate went away. strong is huge. And my absolutely point is huge. Archie did come out of the gates strong enough yeah. on paper to field winning teams. Right. Mike Woodson is doing exactly that. So as far as recruiting goes, I do think that some of that answer we have right now. There's a big difference between between Archie three or four years ago. What it would have been, yeah, about four years ago. Yeah, Archie, 2018 and 19, and and, and Woody now, and it, it, it's the transfer portal. That's the big difference now. Okay, That's but Kalen Huchafino is a freshman. Ja'Kai Newton, Caleb Banks, Gabe Cups, those are all freshmen. Well, let's he, see what they can do. But but what I'm trying to tell you is. Freshman, oh, you're saying that because of the transfer portal, you need to do even better. Well, what I'm saying is you can you can change your roster much quicker. So what I'm saying is like, like just because he's got top high school guys now doesn't mean you're necessary. That's going to turn into wins and losses. That's recruiting wins. That's some momentum. Sure. But to me, what wins? Being older. Now again, the the key is. Like if you're Kentucky, I, I thought this was the the beauty, the best blend. And I told Cal this first time I talked to him in 13 years was preseason. And I told him this. I said, like, I love the way you put together this roster finally because it's some some really good freshmen and some older dudes through the portal. And, and I guess what I'm saying is like, if if Woody can do that, and, and I think the other part is, guys, listen, with Arch, part of it, I, I think his staff wasn't very good from the outset. I think that was we part totally of it. Totally agree. He right. hired Kenya too late. Yes, yes, I would no, agree he, with he that. He made a mistake. Ed Schilling was right. a mistake, and and Completely. even and we love Mike Roberts, but at that point, it's not exactly what he needed. And and, and Bruiser and, and Bruiser's the mistake. nicest human being in the world, but like, yeah, he's not going to go out and get dudes. No. Mm -mm. So your well, staff again. I think he started there. He started there with that mistake, and I think. He also made a single, a singular mistake where he did not want to blow up the team because of the APR pressure and bullshit. Yeah. And so they didn't make room for McKinley Wright and they could have had uh, McKinley Wright. That would have been, honestly, you could, it could that have, have been the difference. Everything. Yeah, it could. But except that I will say this, Jeff, and, and I've said this about Archie before, and I, and I really do like Archie. But at Indiana, you are competing against... Tom Izzo and Holtman and whoever the Louisville coach is and Calipari and Bill Self on some and, and Roy Williams at the time. Archie's not going to go into those rooms and win those battles. Agreed. Agreed. But, but you're, you're not beating those staffing. guys. But, but he would have still had his job. And if they had made a sweet 16 and be consistently in the NCAA tournament, they would have been okay for a while, not forever. Yeah. No, he would have been good for longer than four years. For That's sure. what I'm saying. It's yeah, like, I agree with that. Like, to be honest, if they had, if they had McKinley, right. Yeah. You're talking about him probably making two tournaments his first three years coming into this year, you know, feeling pretty good. Like, I, I just feel like that, that was the difference that was now what but, happened. Wasn't there something like he didn't have a scholarship right at that point. Right. Because he brought all the guys, he didn't want to blow anybody out that right, Crean right. had brought in. Yeah, and there were yeah. a couple guys that should have been blown out, like a Clifton Moore. And there were guys, but he didn't want to do that because, and I think there was pressure from the administration. Like, listen, our APR has sucked. 
because Crean was doing his turnover. So we don't want to do that. But Archie had capital at the beginning where he could have done that. He could have done Listen, I'm not alone. Go ahead and find me one person when Archie Miller was hired. And I, I remember I was in a Memphis hotel room. I didn't break it, by the way. So for all you who think I'm like super close with Archie Miller. And, and I, again, the Millers are not, they're not media. I didn't talk to Sean Miller for a year during that federal investigation, by the way. I went in and I did a, a story for Stadium. One of the first things I did, I went to Book Richardson, who was Sean yep. Miller's assistant, who went to jail. I went to his house, interviewed his wife and his kids, and asked his wife, basically, what's your relationship like with Sean Miller? Sean didn't like it. We didn't talk for a year. I tried to talk to him at the Peach Jam. He basically completely blew me off. We're okay now. But again, like, I don't, you got, you guys, I mean, again, I guess you, you took my comment about being human maybe a little further than you should have, because we are human. We definitely are. And like, I'll give you a great example. I'll give you a great example of this with cream. It's another, it's perfect. So I get the job at Fox. Um, one of the first games I covered, I believe was Marquette at Providence. And again, an hour and a half for me, I drive up there down there and I go to shoot around and cream comes up to me before. I think he probably did it even be during shoot around. He comes up to me and he starts telling me, Oh, you know, I love this story. I read this story of yours. It was great about this, this, and this. And I'm thinking, I'm like 20, I don't know what I was at that point. I'm thinking, this is the greatest thing ever. This guy reads my shit. Like, unbelievable. I've arrived. And then the end of shoot around, he has every single player come up to me and shake my hand and introduce themselves to me. Again, something that had never happened to me before. I'm like, wow, I, this is this is so cool. Then we're walking, he wants to walk through the mall, the, the Providence uh, Civic Center is right next to the mall. We're walking through the mall together for a half an hour. I'm like, again, wow, this is awesome. And again, in years, I learned, I learned people play me, right? right? They work you, they work you. And I get it now. I didn't get it when I was younger, but again, we're human. He got me, he did, he got me early. Well, trust me, guys don't get me anymore. They don't. Okay. Um, Give us a wild story. Give us a wild on the road (laughs) basketball reporting story that, okay, maybe your daughter's listening so you can keep that in mind, but just something, something wild that happened out there to you. You know, over beers, guys, I'll tell you a good one. (laughs) I'll tell you a really good one one day. Okay. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I can't go with that one. Well, uh, let, let me ask this, because I'm always curious. As you know, Jeff Rab Johns is a friend of ours, and, and love we him. love Rabbi. Yeah. Great guy. But, you know, Rabbi and I and Ward have talked off the record about some of the crazier, dirtier, whatever. Sure. I guess my question is, why collectively have most of you just decided not to pursue those stories? Because it does feel like, you could blow it up if you wanted to. You could get four reporters that you trust together and say, guys, let's do the spotlight of the Catholic Church we're going to do for college basketball and clean it up. Why? Really hard. Really hard but to get it and hard. lock it down. But of course really it's hard. hard, Jeff. But that's... I've always said this. Here's the deal, Eric. Here's the deal. In order to do it right, okay, 
because people have asked me this all the time and I'm like, in order to do it right, I probably have to move to Lexington, Kentucky, Lawrence, Kansas, wherever, Waco, wherever you want to say, whatever, for a month, maybe the season. Well, like you see, my daughter's 18. Right. I'm not doing it, man. I'm not, I'm not missing. I've missed enough. And you think that because you have to be there to embed yourself in the culture, yeah. develop the relationships, yes. develop the sources to Listen, get people to trust Listen, there was some stuff you. with Zion. There was some stuff with yeah. Zion that I heard her going in. And I said to myself, I'm like, in order to do this right, I probably got to go to Durham and take three weeks and follow. This was before the picture of where the, the parents were living. Yeah, and but but clearly, like, we do know that now. Yeah. Right. Like that yeah. is fact. I could most, I probably could have had that if I put the time in. Yes. But I guess my point is yes. like that story really came up not because a journalist broke it. That story right. came up because of legal proceedings. Yes. Right. Yes. That one doesn't seem hard, Jeff. I mean, it's like a family if, moves if single, that has no money. Yeah. If you're but again, you got to get the proof. You got to be able to document it. I get it. But if you did, that yeah. is a big story. And I guess my question is, it does seem like there's a bit of a fraternity between the yeah. media and the coaches yeah. that like, yeah. we're just not going to do that because it's hard. And also why we well, don't what really I'll tell, care. What I'll tell you with the FBI, with, with the, the federal investigation, and I've said this on the record numerous times, I don't know if you guys have heard me, but I was told to stand down by two editors at ESPN. Because I was the FBI was involved. No, I, they had a football dude. They had a college football dude covering, covering the, 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 the whole federal investigation and everything that was going on. I, I still, to this day, have not gotten an answer from ESPN as to why. Because, obviously, I had a lot better sources than probably anybody right. in, you know, in, the, uh, probably in the industry. I would put my, my sources up. And, again, my deal is if I find something out, I'm going with it. I'm go I don't care if it's K. Listen – I, I've gotten in arguments with Kay, with Roy, with Cal. Like, I didn't talk to Roy for a year. Kay doesn't like me. Kay doesn't like me. Are you kidding? That's the second best thing that's come from this conversation that makes me Every, like you more. I had, to, I had to literally check into Arizona, where I went to school, under an assumed name years ago. When I went to cover games, because they hated me. They hated me years ago. When Sean was there. When Sean was there? Yeah, hated me. <laughs> No fan base has liked me. And, and that's why I honestly, it's the hardest part of this whole thing with my daughter right now is, is that component to this is that like, I don't know how I'm going to navigate this whole thing because Indiana is not dude, not you're here. You're here. This is a good start. And, well, no, I, but, I but also your daughter chose to come to Indiana. We as a fan base, she's ours now. You did your job as best as you could to screw it up for 18 years, and she was smart enough to shun all that and make the wise decision. We got her now. She's one of us, Jeff. But but my okay, you guys might treat her well. But what uh, what Do about you know other- how powerful we are? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it honestly, it, like it's not hard. I've always said, listen. The bottom line is, again, I told you guys this. You know, like you could say whatever you want about me. I don't care. I, I listen again. I put my out myself out there for it. I'm I'm fine with it. If you're creative and how you rip on me, I'll probably retweet it. Um, <laughs> but if you say anything about my daughter, the shit's over. 
it's over. I, I will find out where you work. <laughs> I will. I will find out where you work, and I will make sure um, it's probably not going to be pretty. All right. Listen. To give you a little <laughs> bit of a setup of what this show has taught us, Jeff, is when we're talking about players, coaches, assistant yeah. coaches, uh, talking to them for hours like this, they're human beings too, just like you are. And it has really given us pause and I think in turn our listeners pause when it comes to this vitriol of especially eating your own on social media and, and, and heaven forbid actually in person where we know most people don't actually have the stones to say something in person to any of these people. But the last thing we would ever do, and we certainly hope none of our listeners would ever do is cross this line between this good natured busting right. of chops about a game right. and actually right. do something to upset your daughter. And yeah. if we would catch any wind of it, we would rail against that the same way we do when we find out our own fans are shitting on our players on social media. It yeah. just, it's not what we do as a family. And your daughter is a part of the family now, and you're the in-law. We kind of got to live with. <laughs> but no, like, like we we uh, embrace her completely, and we will not stand for anybody giving her any kind of hard time. I, I was so happy. Honestly, I mean this. I was so happy when um, we went there back in... October, maybe October, 70 degrees. You know, I've been there a number of times, but I've never really walked through campus because it's not what I do, right? right I go, go to I assembly go to practice, hall. I go to practice. I might go out for, you know, beers or whatever with coaches. I go to games and then I leave and go to the next spot and do the same thing. But walking through campus, I was blown away. And I, honestly, she was looking at a lot of Big Ten schools. And at the end of the day, Indiana is where I wanted her to go. There's sports media programs, elite level, um, and so many people. It's been awesome since she decided, and we did our, we had some fun with it, right? We put it out there publicly, and I don't yeah. know if I should have or not, but we had fun with it. it. It's my only kid. It's my only kid, and like, man, I like even doing the commitment. I don't know if you could see it, but like, yeah, you know, I got emotional because she's gonna be gone in six months, and I, you know, as much as I'm emotional, my poor wife. Yeah, it's going to be out of her mind. I mean, she's talking about like, you know, getting a place for for the whole year in Bloomington. I'm like, no, no, you can't do that. You can't <laughs> do that. If you want to like, if we want to rent a place for a month in like February, so we're close in Indy, it actually benefits my job because you can drive to a lot more places in Indy for yeah. games than you can in Boston. But man, I'll tell you what, like, how old are you? How old are you guys, kids? I'm at eleven 14. and seven. And I'm at the same on the bottom end, but I'm at uh, 14 on the top. So I'm in high school now. My daughter didn't like sports four years ago. Really didn't. I would take her to games, you know, for all the events in November. We'd go to, you know, all those, the Thanksgiving events. We'd go to Atlantis. We'd go to Orlando. We'd go to Wooden in California. And she'd be like sitting next to me on the press table. And she wouldn't be watching a moment of it. She didn't care at all. And then four years ago, it all flipped. And our relationship, it was good to begin with, but man, it is so strong now. And it's like the what? greatest thing in the world 
is why do you think it flipped? What What do you think happened? Did Did was there a specific moment boy. or a game? A boy, a boy was involved. Yes. <laughs> what What else? Right. Yeah. What else? Yeah. Is Is that boy still in the picture? He He wasn't. No, he was not in the picture for very long. So Good. he did uh, his job. He did his he job. Did his job. He got her into sports. So I forever. I'm going to be indebted to this kid for the rest of my life for that. You're the you're the dad that is like always trying to get his daughter to marry that one. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, that's the guy. I, I don't want her to marry him. But but you know what? Like he. Can, yeah. It's, can I um, can wait just bring... to follow up on that? I do wonder. She gets into sports and and then she goes to IU and she decides to go to IU after the football season we've just had. And after the five basketball seasons we just had, did that factor in? At all, like we're not in this. I mean, like Assembly Hall, still Assembly Hall, but I mean, is, is I'll give her one better. I'll give you one better. Okay, she's a huge, huge hockey fan. Oh, and she, and she chose Indiana over Penn State, which has a hockey program, yeah. and mm-hmm. there's hockey and closer cool, to you. you know. Yeah, like, like I, I, I'm actually incredibly, um, like proud of her for making a mature decision because. I felt like she could make the easy decision, which was I'm going to go because of hockey, because I love hockey. And instead she was like, you know what? Hockey's not that important to me. What's more important is the people who she's met so far have been incredible. The kids mm. and everybody who's reached out since she decided like amazing. I mean, people, I don't even know. Um, and obviously a lot of people I do know have reached out. I still haven't heard from Fife, by the way. And that's bullshit. That's bullshit. But that so. is not surprising. What do you I mean? mean it, it's not surprising. Is Fife. Fife off Twitter or something? I haven't even no, checked. Who knows? With he's Fife. off he's even rocker. he's off this planet. I mean, <laughs> who <is> knows? <laughs> Michael Lewis. Michael Lewis texted her. Congrats. That's nice. Michael Lewis is a great guy. Yes. Look, Dane. Dane, I think is just trying to tread water right now with the season that we're. I would having, agree, and that you know? and, and and that's why I'm kidding. Obviously, I know he's got way more important things on his plate right now than yeah. congratulating my daughter. But listen, we yeah. love that your daughter chose to come to Indiana. We're going to take care of her and Good. do everything we can to make sure that she loves it as much as as we do. Good. To bring it back to basketball, if we could, um, because you brought something up before that's a something that Ward and I um, have been talking about a little bit, yep. which is you, you talked about how bad the point guard play is in college basketball. And I would broaden it out a little to say, it's just bad college basketball. And, <laughs> and yeah. um, you're not going to get into refereeing now. Are, are you? No, no. In All fact, right. I hate when refs come up. I really yeah, do. Too. It's like, I, I mean, I don't like the big 10 style of play, but I think that has much to do as much to do with the coaching as it does with yeah. the way that the league is called, but no, College basketball just isn't as good this year. And I think there's a bunch of metrics that you could look at, like point differentials for even the good teams compared to years past. It's much less than it ever has been. The top six teams all just lost on the same day. Yeah. They're not great. We don't have a Baylor or Gonzaga from last year. We don't. And we, we don't, have we don't a even team. have a top 10 that is as good as if like, if you look I went at the, to Arizona, I went yeah. to Arizona. They were number two in the country yesterday. Right whatever, two days ago before they lose to Colorado. And I'm like, they're good. But those the, the teams when I was at Arizona would have run them off the court. Exactly. So here's my question. I think we agree. It's just, it may be a down year, maybe. But when, when like a hundred teams are worse than they should be, you know, it's like, yeah. it's a bit of a sample size that, that is notable. What do you think the reason is? Well, I- I think it's, it, you know, again, the G League's got five or six of the top players. Okay. 
right? Is the you, transfer portal part of it? Yeah, because kids aren't sitting sitting out. Like I talked to Izzo about this, and then somebody else just now, another coach, we talked about this, and it was, you know, like Tyson Walker is a good example, right? He comes, I've seen him at Northeastern. He was terrific. Saw him play twice, and um, he transfers to Michigan State, and he's he's struggling. Like he made a big shot, obviously, over the weekend, but he's really struggling. And what Izzo said was normally Tyson Walker would sit a year and learn our system and practice against these high-level players every single day. Now he's thrown in the mix. And as a point guard, that's really hard to do, right? Think of all the point guard transfers this year. Remy Martin has been terrible at Kansas. Right. Marcus Carr hasn't been very good at Texas. You can go down the list. Michigan struggling with their guy. Devontae Jones. And most of them are, are... transfer up guys or guys that didn't win at their previous place and put up some empty numbers like Marcus Carr. Well, I guess my question is, Jeff, how much of it, like that's a very practical, I get from Tom Izzo's perspective, like, oh, you sit guys out, they learn our system. They right. Become, and that's it makes fair. sense. It does. But doesn't it also make sense that when you have all these guys transferring, which it is in numbers that have never been seen, Obviously, right. I, I don't remember how many entered the transfer portal, but wasn't it like 1300? Yeah, it was over a thousand people yeah. entered the portal. When I first started tracking it, by the way, yeah, about I, I started the transfer list had to be about now 12, 15 years ago, 250 players. Yeah, I mean, it by so we're talking a magnitude of sixfold yeah, here. That's right. How much of it is good math, by the way? You're, 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 you're incorrect, but you're close, it's close, you're close. enough. It's <laughs> close Indiana- enough. Your Indiana education came in handy there. I'm glad. First of all, it's shocking that Arizona even knows what the word multitude is. (laughs) All right. So my my question, though, is how much of it is you get a lot of these guys that are transferring. I mean, let's use Xavier Johnson and Miller Cop, for example, or even Michael Doerr. I mean, you could use them all where they're like, I got one year. I'm this is for me. Like, I got to show people what I can do because they either have delusions of going to the NBA or they think that this is going to get me a pro contract somewhere. So this is it for me. I got, I'm coming to these schools for a bigger platform to showcase my skills. It's not about winning. It's not about, that's not number one factor. Yeah. You don't have the guys. They don't have the relationships with each other. The players don't right? Especially like last year, I'm not even this year, obviously it's a little more open, but last year was, was incredibly different. Yeah. They couldn't go out. Yeah, they couldn't go out together. They couldn't hang out together. Um, but let's take this year. You throw a bunch of guys together, and you're right. A lot of them are thinking, I'm going to get mine, right? Yeah. And then you used to have, at Indiana, teams that would grow, right? Four-year guys, three, four-year guys. I yeah. mean, even most places, other than Kentucky and Duke over the last 10 years, you might have a guy here and there like Romeo, but most right. of them are going to be there for a couple of years they're going to form some sort of chemistry with one another and with a coach. And, and now, again, you just feel like coaches are moving more, players are moving more, and, and it, it's all about the culture is about instant gratification. That's what it's about more than anything now. You hear coaches say it all the time. I'm not sure I completely believe it, but it's like all they do is run. At, at the first sign of any adversity now. Right. I don't think it's like with everybody, but it's certainly worse than it was when, you know, we were growing up. Sure. Well, and we've we've greased the rails for that with things like the transfer portal and not having to sit out, you know, yep. we've made it easier. All right, I want to, f- unless Ward's got another topic, there is one more topic that I thought we have to hit. 
because I did do a search on your Twitter as far as Indiana is concerned. And Uh-oh. I did see you've made some comments about Indiana fans, let's say having, as you call us, we're knuckleheads. So, um, which, no, you, makes, you, which you. makes you sound yeah, specifically, but it does, specifically, by the way, you. it does make you sound like you're 78, not even Ward, but knuckleheads. just you. Thank just you. Thank you, Jeff. I, I like this Jeff guy. I'm glad we have He's him gaming show. you. He's That's, creaming you. I like it. I like He's it. creaming you. I like it. I'm still, I'm That's still, the word now. From now on, we're just going to call it creaming He's totally when somebody creaming plays you. somebody. He's walking you around what? the mall right now. Well, Jeff, but you got to know creaming already is a part of Indiana's lexicon. That's that's getting the guys off the roster that you don't want on scholarship anymore. I thought creaming I thought creaming was was you know if you just if you were doing this all the time. <laughs> I thought that was creaming. Yeah, that could be it too. Um, but you have made comments about just where Indiana sits in the grand scheme of college basketball, and clearly, if you talk to us, well, if you talk to actually us, we're honest now. We yeah. know we're not in the top ech- the upper echelon, you know, yeah. and it, it pains yeah. us. It depends yep. like what, what metrics we're talking about. Yeah. What do you go ahead? Like, like, like clearly on the court, specify, we've been specify a, what you're talking about in the standing of Indiana. Well, basketball. I think you've been a teams. mediocre basketball team on the court for the better part of 20 years. Yeah. But let's talk about the potential of the Indiana program. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because I think that what we all think, all of us, knucklehead me and everyone think, is that with the right coach, which we really do believe that it is just about that pretty much at this point. All right. With the right coach. I'm going to turn this on you, by the way, after this. After this question, I'm going to turn it back on you. That with the right coach, because of the commitment to basketball that we have at Indiana, because of the support, because of, and I know this is a little bit, um, not as impactful because of how weak the 22 and 23 recruiting classes are in the state of Indiana, which have, have seen the talent, I think, go down precipitously. But overall, per capita, Indiana is a pretty, you know, hotbed of recruiting. Absolutely. That we think we have the potential to be that perennial top 10 program, the way that the Dukes, Kentucky, Kansas, um, that world. And and I think there are things that they do that we'll never do. We want to be more the Virginia or Villanova. Villanova, Virginia, that we could absolutely be that. We could certainly be what Michigan State has been in the Big Ten. Okay. And, and clearly that has not happened, and it hasn't happened for 20 years. Do you believe that Indiana as a program still has that potential? And absolutely. if so. Absolutely. Okay, then what is percent. holding it back? Um, again, I, I would say, I mean, if you look at it, right, you look at who we've talked about here, um, Baylor has done it with coaching, developing players, getting lucky in the transfer portal. Scott Drew would be the first one to say it, right? Like you get Adam Flagler from Presbyterian, Davion Mitchell from Auburn when he really didn't play and wanted right. to get it. Like you got, there's some luck involved here too, guys. There is. Unless yeah. you're Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, some of those elite programs. There's a little bit of luck, and you're not at you're not at the Duke, obviously Carolina, no. Kansas, Kentucky. Those are probably your top. Those are your four, right? Those are your four, and like Villanova. Arizona, Villanova. Well, Villanova again, but J- give give Jay Wright credit. He, if you look back about ten years ago, a little less than ten years ago, it looked like Jay Wright. Well, yeah, was on was his way good. out. 
Yeah, like I remember talking to them at Madison Square Garden after a loss, and they were horrible that year. They had recruited a bunch of guys that didn't fit their culture. And Jay right. figured that part out. What do I need, right? What do I need now? And, and look at what they've gotten. I mean, I'm going to do a story this week on the kid, Colin Gillespie. You love this kid. Well, yeah, he's the best point guard in the country because you trust him. And, and you know who recruited him? No. Albany and Maine. Wow. Albany and Maine. And Villanova took him. And I said to Jay, I'm going to write it. It's a great story. I said to Jay, I'm like, well, why did you take him? Like, yeah. He's like, well, because we had Jalen Brunson coming back. We couldn't get anybody else. We couldn't get another point guard. It's like the deal. Remember when um, Bryce Drew was down at Vandy? They yeah. had Darius Garland. For and they sure. didn't have a backup, and Garland got hurt for the year after five games, and they didn't win a game. They and didn't and win a game. He got fired. Right, he got fired for it. But you can't get a good – generally, I mean, now maybe a little bit easier. Yeah, because North Carolina's had some luck getting multiple point guards. Exactly. You can't – if you're Carolina, you're Duke. You're but I, I hear you. You can't. Can. So it's it's a little bit of luck. So let's go back to – Yeah. What How? is holding – yes. What is – and I'm going to put this on you. Can they do it with Mike Woodson as the head coach? <laughs> oh, it's such a loaded question. Such a loaded question to put on me right now. Hey, buddy, you came on the show. You, you want said me to yes. tell the truth or you want me to, yeah, to green it? You want the truth, man. You don't want what me do to green it. <laughs> I love it. It's just part of it now. Uh, no, we want verb. the truth, man. We've turned it into a verb, which has many different uses. Yeah, it does. It does. Right? It does. Yeah, there's synonyms. By the end of this, we won't even know. We'll have to what have it, it like a definition chart of what creening is it, it's it's actually a common thing for ward to just make up words on our mm -hmm. podcast mm -hmm. so this is just this is uh added to it all right uh all right so what do they have to do uh i think nowadays more than anything you you, you got to hit the transfer portal and get a little bit lucky and and i'll, I'll give you the, the the difference texas went out and got what we thought were the top transfers right, right? the marcus cars the trey mitchell's the Dylan DeSues, guys like that, that we ranked really high and it hasn't worked out. And Texas Tech, Mark Adams, where Chris Beard left, got the second or third tier team transfers. Bryson Williams um, from, from UTEP, uh, Adonis Arms from Winthrop, uh, Kevin O'Banner from uh, Oral Roberts, who, by the way, the NBA guys did not like at all when he went through the process. Mm. and they are killing it this year. Now, the culture is already there, okay? I think culture is more important than anything else right now. I think you have to get that foundation, that culture. If you look at Baylor, they have it. If you look at Villanova, everybody wants to be like Villanova. Why? They've got the culture. They're like robots. I, I, I said that to Gil Gillespie. I said that back in November. I'm like, you're like a robot out there. You yeah. know what he did? He looked at me, and he said, thank you. <laughs> That's what he said. Thank you. But, but so when you see, that, yeah. I, I was going to say, when they're you coachable, see, they play for each other. They're not playing, like you said, for the next level. Colin Gillespie could have left. He could have left. He didn't need to come back for another year of this. Right. He's already won a national title. He's done everything he needed to do. He could have started his clock and played pro ball, whether it was overseas or trying to make an NBA team. He was hurt, yes, but he could have done that. Jermaine Samuel, same thing. They came back. Their culture is so strong. You need to start there. You need so, to get the right dudes. So when you see Coach Woodson sit five players 
in a name, in it. a game they needed in Northwestern. Like yeah. that's that's something we can be excited about moving forward, uh, setting the table for a culture. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. You're excited about that. You're not excited about the fact that it was the start of a losing streak that could have cost you an NCAA tournament. <laughs> but yes, I give them it's a ton about, of credit. We're silver lining people yeah. here, Jeff. No. First of all, we're going to the tournament. We're going to win against Rutgers, and then we're in. I, I would agree. I would agree. All right. So. So I think right now you're probably a top 10 to 20 program in the country. Still program. If you're, if you're charting, you're talking about support jobs, fan base jobs, everything, jobs. Okay. everything equal, take the coach out of the equation. I always say like Georgetown is a top 20 ish job for me. Well, nobody agrees with me. Nobody agrees with me. They're like, you're out of your mind. They've been horrible. Providence, like Providence fans are trying to, Fight with me that Providence is a better job than Georgetown. Like you're you're idiots. Just because they have bad coaches and they haven't had results doesn't mean the program is bad. It means you've hired the wrong guys. Right. Right. Like okay. so top 10 to, is Maryland in there too, you think? Yes. Top 10 to 20. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Same, same range. Yep. Arizona's okay. right now top 10-ish mm -hmm. to me. But I don't think there's a ton of difference between Arizona and Indiana. And I went to Arizona. I really don't. I think they, they both live and die. It's all that matters in the city of Tucson is Arizona basketball. Good resources, not great resources. And it's the same thing with Indiana. They're not Kentucky. They're not Duke. They're not Carolina. They're well, not we're Louisville. Not, we're not even Michigan State. They're truthfully. not Michigan State. Yeah, they may not I be agree. Ohio State. Right? And, oh, no, and, I, I agree. We've been banging the drum on the facilities for... have for, to get better. We don't have football money. Resources. Right. Well... No, I mean, they again, got the they got the money to make basketball the top two or three in the course. Big Ten. They haven't spent it. That's, I mean, it's, it's that's the part. That's the part they've fallen short of. To me, yeah. everything else is there. Like you said, recruiting base is strong enough. You know, it, it may not be Texas or, or or an area like that where there's tons of, but it's strong enough, and you got to protect your turf. Um, yeah, the key is the coach. The key is the coach and the staff. That's the key. Ultimately, again, Crean. To me, again, was his own worst enemy. His mm -hmm. own worst enemy. Archie, again, I thought it would work. It didn't for a multitude of reasons. Okay? For a multitude of reasons. Uh, do I believe Mike Woodson can get him there? Probably not. Probably. Okay, why, why? Yeah, you just went through a, a quiet list in your head of, of pros and cons, I think. Yeah, I, I just, again... I don't know if he can get him to that back to that top 10 level. That's what we're talking, right? Yeah, sure. Top 10. Yeah. But, but I am curious why, because why? clearly you're running through some things in your right. head that prevent yes. you from saying yes. And can I throw one out that you said earlier? Because sure. I, it was, it was interesting that you brought it up. You said a couple of times, like, you're not sure if he'll do the work. Yeah. to like on the recruiting stuff, does that, Worry you overall here that like running a program like that is a it's a full time twenty four hour a day job and does yes. he have that in him? Yeah, the, the NBA Brad Stevens when he went to the Celtics would tell me he was like I come home from practice. This is like probably year three or four in, and he would say my phone never rang, like nobody called. I'd have right. to look for people to call. Where when I was at Butler, legitimately. I had a mil I was on the phone. If I wanted to do my job well, I was on the phone all night. All night. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no time off. Now the portals changed it a little bit. And that's again, 
that's where when when yeah. I said Mark Adams as a 65 year old coach, yeah. right? I didn't think he'd be able to recruit at a high level, high school kids at a high level to keep this thing going. Well, the portal has changed it. He hit it with a bunch of guys in the portal that honestly, and, and Texas Tech had a lot of success with transfers from Beard being yeah, a head Beard coach. Beard built his team every year on Correct. the Correct. So it helped them. Indiana, but the, the Indiana brand is so much stronger than the Texas Tech brand. You should be able to get good transfers at Indiana. You've got to get the right ones. And I think that comes down to doing your due diligence, being super connected to where Mike Woodson can call or somebody in the staff can call another coach and get the real answer and not a bullshit answer. Mm-hmm. And so the work ethic, you're just not sure. Well, I just, again, I'm, I'm painting a, a broad brush here, guys. Because you're assuming that he fits into this stereotype of the NBA guy coming to college. Who's because never the done truth it. Is, I know, but I guess what I would throw back at you, and I know that I know what the numbers are on NBA guys, mm. but the numbers of like, I remember recently I heard you talk about like with Arizona, you were yeah. like, I don't give a shit if it was an Arizona guy, just go get a dude. Right. Right. Like, yes. but Chris Mack was a dude. Yeah, and, and he and didn't work out. Archie Miller, Archie was, Miller a was a dude. Yes. You know, Billy Gillespie, at the time that Kentucky hired him, he had success, he man. Fit. But he didn't fit. Okay, okay, all right. But, Can but I, either let me, let me jump in. Either let me Archie. jump in. Neither did Archie. Right. Neither did Archie. Mm-hmm. He did not fit Indiana. Right. Archie Miller would have fit. Listen, the Ohio State thing? Yeah. Trust me. He would have waited three opened, months. He would have been the three, coach of Ohio State. And he would have probably won at Ohio State. Probably, yeah, I, I maybe not. Maybe that's stupid to say, actually, because we don't know the answer to that. Yeah, you don't but, know. But, but he would have fit better. But I guess all I'm saying is like, it's so hard to hire the right guy, isn't it? Like, you I mean, who know. the hell? Nobody right. knows anything is kind of my point. That that I think is what people got so upset, Indiana fans, at you. It's like, well, wait a minute. You were the guy who told us that Archie was great. You were the guy who liked Chris Mack totally. to Louisville. Totally. Like, Yes. Nobody knows any no, of this. You stuff. can't know. You right. can't know again. Right. Cause I didn't know who Archie Miller was going to hire in his staff. I didn't know Chris Mack was going to have uh, Dino Gaudio and Luke Murray uh, and, and, and Mike Pegues on his staff, that there would be a ton of dysfunction going on with their staff. You just, you don't know all this, you know, Hey, this guy, I think fits really well with what he's done there. Chris Mack came from Xavier, had a lot of success. He's staying in the Midwest. Mike Woodson, what I know is a lot of these former NBA guys have not worked out, have not just have not. I mean, I didn't give one A to a former or a current coach right. who's ever played more than 200 NBA games, who's coached in college basketball in the last 20 years. Juwan's got to be close. Not now. I mean, he's probably close. closer to a B. 10 and 10 his first year in the Big Ten. They were great last year. And they're probably not going to make the tournament this year. Maybe they will. They're right on the border, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're right there. I think he's probably a B. Jeff, how much do you consider yourself um, – and, and, and honestly, I'm not trying to get you to, like, sound arrogant here, but do you consider yourself a basketball expert? I'm not talking about coaching moves no, and recruiting. No, no, definitely – no, I, I'm not breaking down plays. That's so, not me. So right. when you think of a coach like a yeah. Mike Woodson, and yeah. you're thinking in your head is, can he get us back? Yeah. Does any part of you go to what I've seen on the court, the way that he coaches, like, is that figure in, or you are really just kind of. No, I, t- I talk to enough people right in the NBA 
when he got hired. Trust yeah, I remember me, you said he would not have been, I think the quote was that he would not have been a top 20 coach listed by anybody in the NBA. Did I say, yeah, maybe. I think, I I think that's what you said. That if, some, if, if, if NBA people rank the top 20 coaches, yeah. Mike Woodson would not be on that list. Yeah, I mean, he had a good, he had a good year with the Knicks. He did. Yeah. He had a good year with the Hawks. Well, he kept but, building the Hawks. That's what we all looked at was like yeah. the Hawks started bad and they got better every season for like five seasons yeah. in a row. He did the, a good job. The problem yeah. there, though, is you're not the GM. And in the NBA, you get better so much because of the GM. Who you draft, yeah. who you yeah. sign, yeah. who you yeah. trade for. Right. And right. I don't Your know the NBA tied. well enough. I don't know the Hawks well enough to know did they really develop under Mike and his system yeah. was so good, or did they did they draft well and then they're I think a lot of people good. talking to a lot of NBA guys, they felt like he was an average NBA coach. Got it. It's probably his fair, probably his fair way of, of characterizing his career, coaching career in the NBA. Um, all right, I'm I'm gonna flip it back in you guys. Okay. So how much confidence do you guys have that Mike Woodson can get Indiana back being object as objective as you can be to being a top, a perennial, how about this? Not even a top 10 team consistently. Cause that that's, that's hard to do. I, yeah. I, I'm not even put, you know, when you guys ask me, I'll that, just say top hard. 20 and competing at the top end of the big 10 perennially would, be- I would just say this. Here's what I would say. Being in the NCAA tournament, basically every single year. And that gives you a chance, yeah. right? If you're in it every year, that means you're probably, you've got stability. You're going to be able to take a hit losing a guy here or there. And you're constantly going to be in the mix, which means you're going to be in the mix with sweet 16s and then maybe in the mix for final fours. How much confidence do you have that Mike Woodson can do that? Or where, where I look at it is 63, 64 years old. He's not going to build something and then be able to sustain it. He is going to retire. So at this point, less than a year into the experiment, do I feel like he can get this into a place where, yes, his last two, three years, whatever it is, we're comfortably in the tournament. Maybe we're competing at top of the Big Ten. Like I, I don't have enough evidence to say I'm confident that's where we're going, yeah. but I'm still optimistic. I'm an Indiana fan, and yeah. he hasn't done enough bad shit yet to make me lose that eternal optimism. That that takes several seasons of destroying my soul before I start to turn on you. Um, so I'm just hoping he's the guy with the swag. Is it because get- he's one of your own? Like how much how much of that factors into you guys sticking with him, feeling good about him because he's one of your own, and he was one of your own when you guys were in your glory years. Well, I mean. Any Indiana fan who would tell you anything different than what I'm about to tell you is just lying. If Mike Woodson was not a former Hoosier, Scott Dolson doesn't even pick up the phone. Right, right. I mean, so let's just be Be honest honest with that. So clearly, just him being a former Hoosier meant a lot to the people that paid him $3 million a year. So yes, we want to cut him more slack because of that. Because let's be honest, if it doesn't work, it's one of the ugliest divorces in college basketball history. I think. I, mean, I think you just bring Pat Knight in next. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am. But, but how am, entertaining Jeff, would that you, be, Jeff? You also have to like realize part of what has been so dysfunctional with this program. Of course, you realize it. Just how fractured it's been ever since Coach Knight was fired, and that maybe even before we can get our act together on the court again, 
culture. everybody together. Right. Yes. Unify, yes. unify the former players. A hundred percent. I love that. I love that. And yes. so I think we all really like we but didn't. But if you lose realize. if you lose, who gives a shit about I mean No no, I no but lose. so the honeymoon won't last forever, but I also think because of where Coach Woodson's at, that if we're three, four years into it and it's not going the direction it should, he can retire gracefully and we can go hopefully get the next guy who is the guy to now take united program and move forward i have no faith that mike woodson will retire gracefully and walk away from three million a year (laughs) he won't nobody does no i mean they go look at bayheim there's no there's no graceful retirement how many years does he get that money for guaranteed six years six yeah Mm -hmm. five more it, it could get lucky. There's it, no it, graceful retirement. <laughs> Unless uh, he wins a national championship in year five and they give him a $2 million bonus. No, then he'll just want another deal for another five years. Yeah. I, so, um, yeah. So uh, to answer, I, I'm with Ward. I, I have no confidence. I just have hope at this right. point. I mean, just, okay. it's just hope. So if, if I'm asking you in four years, Three years, three more years. Well, we'll go four more years. We'll, we'll get through my daughter's entire college career. <laughs> Unless she does what I do. I took five and a half oh. at Arizona. <laughs> I wasn't stupid. Listen, I wasn't 75 dumb, grand for you, man. <laughs> I wasn't dumb. I Listen, Arizona, you know, yeah, 75 you degrees it. every day. Uh, yeah. Did you was, meet your wife at Arizona? No, we met when I came back from Arizona back here. God bless you. Got it. Um, um, so yeah, go ahead. So if in three, four years, whatever, four years, give me, give me over over his first five years, over his five years, how many NCAA tournaments does he make? Real five years? Yes, uh, over his first five years. Minimum is four. He makes four. You're saying he's going to make four. Minimum. Wait, what is this? What we're hoping for, or what no, he needs this to is do what to you keep think, us happy? Not hoping. What you think is going to happen? Oh, what I think is going to yes. happen? Yeah, yeah. I think. How four. many do you think he makes in the first five years? I think four. Because I think he's, I think we're going to sneak in this year. I agree. I I hate that I said it out loud because now it won't happen. But then, um, and you know, and next year will be interesting because this is something that comes, has come up when we witness what happened in the Purdue game with basically no Trace Jackson Davis and the first half of the Illinois game with basically no Trace Jackson Davis. And then Eric made a great point on, on our Twitter spaces today. He's like, Trace is almost in these last couple of games being more of a of a role player. It's not all going through him. It's not. Which I love. All, all I actually like that. Me I too. like that. And the, so, the team works better. Exactly. So, so one that's don't stand that, around. Yeah. Yes, yeah. It's exactly. been more pleasant to watch. So one that gives us some of this optimism for the rest of this season. But then assuming he's gone next year, where's he going? Of, I I want to I want to <laughs> know that. Where's he going? No, no, seriously. Not in the first round. He's not going in the first round. I think the I think the ceiling is like a two way deal, and he spends most of the time in the G League. Come back, you know, finish up, get your degree, so you don't ever have to come back. But here's the thing, Jeff. I know, I I know. I'm I'm being, I'm being. No, I hope he comes. I do hope we all we all love to hear you say that. But here's the thing, Jeff. If you were his dad, right? Yeah. And or you were an advisor. You've done everything you could do. You've you're you're not going to get quicker. You're not going to jump higher. Well, and I would just say, listen, numbers. He had I people agree. that wanted him to leave last year, and he chose to stay. If so I you were start those your people, clock, I you would start look your at clock, him, whether go, it's yeah, you start your clock overseas, whatever it is. I, and I, I would just say, what did this last year do for you? What did this last year do for you as a player, Trace? Are you better? 
Got you closer to getting your degree so you don't have to deal with it later. Okay, but he can, you know, I mean. And hopefully you get to the tournament this year. So if you get to the tournament, you can say at least I left here. Getting to the You know, feeling good about what I did for this program. And and he's honestly, he's shown us something uh, of him being a rim protector, which really wasn't part of his identity last year. All right, so we don't go on forever. Give us your top three coaches in the game right now. In terms of what? You're starting a program, Program X. You want to win, and you want to be elite? Who do you bring in? Top three. By the way, I'm going this weekend to um, Durham. You know how much you guys aren't aren't forking over the money to go to Coach K's last home game. Please, screw oh, God, you, you couldn't pay us to go. To I did game. get invited. I got invited this did year you? to go to uh, one of his last games, and I uh, respectfully declined it. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's you one of those where you have to do it, right? Yeah, you, no. You, if I were you, are you kidding? Like, absolutely. All right, so I mean, you know what? Let me make it somewhat easier. Take K out of the equation, right? Okay, yeah. he's gone. I don't even want to consider him. Yeah. Top so, three. You know, it's funny. I, I would have had Chris Beard on there in a heartbeat before this year. Like really? in a heartbeat. That high. I just thought he was that good. What he I mean, you got Texas Tech to a national title game. Like right. that's insane. Yep. If you think about it, right? That that's pretty damn impressive. Um But 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 you know, Jeff, that's so, those are so hard because Frank Martin got South Carolina to a final four. Well, but it's, but it's yeah, the only but time Beard he's been did an tournament. elite eight. He did an elite eight, and then a national. Title. That's fair. That's fair. No, Chris so Beard wasn't had more like success. it was. Yeah, it wasn't. All right, so you, you have to start with Jay Wright. Okay, I think Jay you Wright, have to one. start with Jay Wright. He's won two two in the last five five years. They've had a tournament. He's won two. He's built a culture. He's still young enough. You know, like, yep. I, I would I would go him number one. Okay. You know, all right. So this is the the, the human factor again. I'm, I'm what gonna, I'm what gonna, Sean I'm and Archie, the, two and three. I'm going to end with the human factor. Scott Drew. How about this, Scott Drew? The day after they win the national title last year, uh, he's been great with my daughter. Like I said, she started to do this sports media stuff and kind of came out of nowhere. She does Instagram interviews. She's done them a lot. And Scott's been super to me. Been like. You know, this is great what you're doing, what she's doing. Have her do more. He's been on a text thread with both of us. The morning after they win the national title, on the text thread, he texts both of us and he says, Talia, when when are we doing our interview? When are we doing our interview? Wow. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, you know, Thursday they did it. They did it that Thursday. And wow. he's been on her all year. Come down to Waco. You'll have all access, all access. We went down a few weeks ago when they played Texas, two weeks ago. And how about this? We go out for dinner before the game, the night before. It's him, his daughter. He's got three kids, two boys, and an oldest daughter who's the same age as my daughter. Me and my daughter, three hours, three hours before the game. He never looks at his phone once. And then after the game ends, he literally starts bringing up players to her to interview on camera. I got my phone. Bring Keontae George, top five recruit in the country. Probably a one and done. You think most coaches would be like, I'm not having my recruit recruit talk to an 18 year old girl, you know, who, who's not established in the business or anything like that. He brings them over. He's like, I, you know, there. It was just, 
Like those are the things. Yes, yes, the human part plays in. This that. this yeah. was the ultimate multi generational cream job. Yeah, yeah. He, oh, he's creening you. He's just better at it. He's, he's elite just, at it. If he's yeah. doing it, nobody can nobody can light a candle. All right, but look, I mean, it's not like it's not like you're going out on a limb there either. That's I what mean, I'm Scott saying. Drew, I mean, he's he's he built uh, it from Baylor, the worst program probably in the country when he inherited it, and he's done it very differently over the years. He's gotten top five players, and over the last however many years, he's done it with. I had a stat a couple of years ago. I don't think he had a top 50 player for the span of like seven years in the same time Calipari had like 36 top 50 players. Would he have listened to Indiana had they called and aggressively pursued him? It's interesting. They they should have called him. Like you think I so, can't believe see, they never I, called him. But everything I heard on that, and yeah. and look, I don't know a lot about Scott Drew, so I'm not pretending to. And sure. obviously you do and you're close to him. Look, there is a weirdness in Indiana about getting somebody that has any stink on, them, you know, after the Kelvin Sampson stuff. Okay. And and look, Indiana did have a direct con, uh, uh, conflict with Drew on the Hannah Perea stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And and there is a thought that Scott plays in murky waters when it comes yeah. to that stuff. I, I just the NCAA was there for a year. I just don't think there's there's anything. Oh, uh, that, that, by the way, yeah. I don't really know. I yeah. do, so I I. But I think that's why Indiana didn't approach him. I think that's why Indiana didn't go after Beard either. You know, okay, but who's your, who's your third guy? So the third one I'm choosing right now, and I think I would choose. I might choose Matt Painter. Oh my God! Oh, I think you, you did see, that on purpose. You did it on purpose. He that did is, it on purpose. That is he, a he, troll he, job. You waited to the end. Painter. You're a heel. The Matt hat Painter. comes off. The Purdue jacket comes in. Unbelievable. Uh, played us like a fiddle. He just hit us with a Purdue chair in the back. That's what just happened. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I'm going Jay Wright, Scott Drew. Matt Painter. Can I ask, because uh, I'm not going to talk about Matt Painter, um, <laughs> because we are insanely jealous. Um, of Matt Painter? I, I'm not going to talk about him. Come on. Come on. I'm not going to talk about him. Of course. The whole situation. Of course. Of course. They're so I mean, good. It's, been well, he's he's it's everything. upside down. It it's, is just wrong. Yeah, he's doing everything he there that we want. He, I mean, Indiana. he tells me every time we talk, like his whole family, they're all Indiana fans, right? I know. He was an Crazy. Indiana fan. Yes, he said that. He's like, I was a diehard Indiana fan. Knight wouldn't up. recruit him. Payne is so – here's what I respect about him more than anything. First of all, I think he does it super clean. Super yeah. clean. Number two, he just – he's a – as I tell people, I think he's the most normal human being among the, the head coaches out there. I, I really do. I think he's just – he's just a regular dude. By, by the way, um, similar story to Jay Wright in that he had to re uh, change course a little bit. I had bit. him in the hot seat. I yeah, put him in the exactly. hot seat. I mean, look, it, it, look how close he was to actually taking that Mizzou job at one oh. point. Like, who knows? Like, it seemed pretty close. Yep. Just um, the good thing Purdue fans have zero expectations. You really get a long <laughs> leash. Why does Tony Bennett not make your top three? Style of play. Style of play. Got it. That's all. I mean, he's Are an elite coach, an oh. elite human being. I don't think he also does well probably recruiting – the top, he can't, I don't, right. I don't think that style and everything works with like the top recruits. Now, again, he showed with Kyle guy, Ty Jerome, DeAndre but Kyle Hunter. guy's a different kind of guy. Robin. I mean, that's the truth. True. True. All right. I've got one more Wait. weird. Oh, you got one Wait. more. 
Yeah, I I want I think this one. Should I miss anybody? No, I think those. Are, I mean, look, I'll be honest with you. And well, this you is didn't the mention self. Me. Didn't mention self. Self was not in there. Or Izzo. Yeah. Yeah, I Love get that. that. But Love that. I also think Mick Cronin is severely underrated. I mean, uh, yeah, I I get it. I just, like UCLA has been kind of not underachieving this year. Cause well, I, no, actually, I think they have, I think they have underachieved. I do, but they've had a lot of shit going on. This they year. have, they, they have, a lot of shit. but, but, yeah. but well, anyway, we'll see. Yeah. Okay. okay. This Go is ahead. what I got. It should turn out better for us. Top three college basketball coaches of all time. Be just come on, Jeff. Please. I mean, I'll go. I'll, I'll go. Jeff K. Wooden Knight. Okay. All right. All right. Here we, we go. K. Um, Wooden Knight. And and uh, you know you want you, you want to say Wooden one, but like mm, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You know why? So yes. You know why. Yeah. Uh, that's why. So, that's why it's arguable. Like, where does he fit at all? Yeah. So take Mike Woodson out of the equation. Take some of those coaches that you just mentioned as your top three. I think you got to take them all out of the equation. Yeah. Who does Jeff Goodman think if Mike Woodson is not the guy who, when we were doing the search, who did you think was the guy that Indiana could get? Because could get is important here because obviously Brad Stevens was not a could get in your, in your mind. Uh, and that bore out to be true. And Jay Wright is not a could get. And Billy Donovan is not a could get, right, you know, right. so who, no, who's, Who's the guy that you think now, with hindsight of knowing that Archie was not the right fit, who's the right fit? Who would you have said? And again, got, we're not denigrating Mike Woodson here. I'm they just never called. Him. They never called Chris Beard. And at the time, if you remember, at the time, Texas hadn't lost in the first round. So Shaka, people thought at that point, remember, he had a team that people thought was going to make a run. And he wasn't going to get fired. And then they lose to Abilene Christian in that embarrassment in the first round and then everything changes quickly and Chris Del County fires him. And, and it was an easy culturally one. Chris Beard works at Indiana. Cause you've talked a lot, in a lot coaches. of ways. Yes. I think he fits Bloomington in a lot of ways. I think he'd have to change some things as well. Yeah. I mean, you can't build, a, I mean, Indiana doesn't want to build a program on transfers and junior college players. But you're, well, when he wouldn't do it with Jucos anymore, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have to, but he, you're going to have to build a program on transfers now. You're going to have to have some. No, you that's do. fair. Well, that's and so look, we would have all fallen in as line. Many, if maybe he... not as many as he's had. Right. But, but again, I just think Chris Beard, to me, I, I just can't believe they didn't, they didn't make a run at him or Scott Drew. Like, mm. again, me, and from what I'm told, like, there was no, no calls to even. No, there like, weren't. But I'll tell you why, though. It was the culture thing. It, and I'm not talking about. I think I know what you mean by Chris yeah. Beard fitting Bloomington in that, yeah. like his yeah. personal style. I yes. get it. Yeah. But there's some stink on him, rightfully or wrongly, Andrew, that prevented Indiana from even making a phone call. And and by the way, I would argue that that's hurting us. Like that that whatever that moral superiority yeah. thing is, might be a reason why we can't get to that level we were talking about before. Well, well, like we'll talk about it all the time. If we just kept Kelvin Sampson, we would have a couple more banners at this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously, he, coach. The he's an amazing coach. coach. He's a he's a hell of a coach. He is. Are Boy. you a fan of Kelvin Sampson? I wasn't because he lied to me at at Indiana. I mean, he. he I remember calling him. I was at the Peach Sam, and remember, you got to remember when I was covering college, I came up through recruiting. 
So like, you could try to bullshit me all you want, but like I was there. So Jeff Meyer had been recruit, had been at every one of Eric Gordon's games at the Peach mm-hmm. Jam. And I saw that and I called, I called Kelvin and he lied about that. And he was like, no, we're not recruiting. And I'm like, Kelvin, don't bullshit me. Like I was there. Like you're not talking to some college basketball analyst that doesn't, I, I grew up. This is how I grew up through recruiting. I know Jeff Meyer has been at every one of his games. And then he talked about all the phone calls too. And he didn't come clean on that. And again, listen, we can all say, looking back on it, like it was no big deal. It was a bunch of bullshit, right? Phone calls, phone call. It's a joke. Well, but he did it and he did it again. Yeah. Well, and, 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 and there was a lot of other phone. shady stuff going on with the culture there. That was a bigger issue, honestly. It yeah, actually no surprises me, Jeff, that you think culture is that important. I, I guess I just figured that as a guy who like sees kind of like covers all these like mercenaries just going from place to place that you would just think culture is like what Indiana knuckleheads say. And it's bullshit. Villanova. Baylor. Arizona right now has got a really good culture. A lot of those top programs really, really have strong co- Kentucky right now, that team. Oh my God. Like I was there in the preseason and I know some of those kids. I know Kellen Grady. He's from Massachusetts and he's not going to bullshit me because I know him. And off the record, he's saying like, no, no, you could tell Oscar Shibwe, unbelievable kid. Get good, high character kids who want to play together, especially in this day and age. And Again, winning solves a lot, right? Winning solves a lot. and But to me, if you can get that and get enough talent, you know, again, the chemistry is a differentiator. All right. Well, listen, we've taken up two, two hours of your time, and I just want to say. My daughter's going to be like, what the hell did you do? <laughs> She's been probably waiting downstairs like, like, did they yell at you? Yeah, for two hours. <laughs> they yelled at me for about 20 minutes. The one dude. He yelled at me and, and called me out for, for being soft and not breaking stories. And I I will just say this that I think you make me this... feel like a failure at my job. <laughs> well, look, well, if then we you, you've ended up on this show, you're not doing something right. <laughs> look, I think that if if this episode has done anything, uh, and I think it has, it has shown anybody listening to it that uh no matter where you are in life, if Jeff Goodman can succeed, then so can you. I mean, she's, I mean, right? Like, what the hell? I mean, if you, if you can make it. No, man, listen, uh, we love the back and forth, too. We, we did one a while ago with Billis, who was being real critical of Indiana. Um, but you approached it with much more fun than, than he did. And, um, and are you close to Billis? He helped me get he, he helped me get hired at ESPN. Yeah. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. I like I, Jay. I like Jay a lot. The only thing that that kind of um I'm tired of is the the nonstop officiating. The, yeah. The, you know, that's the only thing that I wish they did a segment on a game day, and I'm just like, like, who wants to listen to it? I get right. it exists. We all know it exists. So let's try to fix it. But like, I don't know. I don't want to hear about it this time of year. Like we I know. Agree. We know it exists, so let's, I don't know, in the offseason, no, let's talk you. about it. Um, super smart guy. But, Jeff, honestly, 
I really appreciate you coming on. There was a time where I didn't want to have you on no matter what, because I was so pissed off at the stuff you said, but we That's have a fair. couple of mutual friends in, in Jeff Rabjohns and, and I'll also give credit. Tom Ostrom speaks yeah. really highly of you and really likes you and, and told me like, if you just talk to him, you're going to like him. Like you guys will hit it off. And he's wrong. I mean, I don't, <laughs> um, but, but I do appreciate but What game are we going to next year? What football game where they're going to, can they like maybe a game? We, can we pick one that can win? Well, is the first game of the year, I think, is home against Illinois, right? Can they beat Illinois? Yeah, we can beat Illinois. At home, sure. Yeah, we can beat Illinois. I'm so excited. Honestly, I am very excited to, like, make – I don't want to be that overbearing dad, though. No, but you got to go to a, you gotta go to the first. Thing. I will go to a few games, but, like, you know, I could – think about it. I can justify going to, like, six or seven, you know, basketball games easy – because they're, you know, Indiana, you're playing Ohio State, you're playing Michigan State. The league is so good, too, that I could easily justify being there a lot of games. But I don't want to do that to my poor daughter. But here is the main question. You, as you have said several times, are human. Yeah. You're wearing an Indiana hat. Looks Your good daughter on you. is going to Indiana, and you are paying Indiana $50,000 a year to educate your daughter. Are you now an Indiana fan going forward? Not yet. Not yet. But do you think you will yet. become one next year? When, when I'm actually, when I write out that first check, yeah, <laughs> I think things may change. Well, you may get more angry. You may get more angry. <laughs> I haven't seen the bill yet. When I see the bill, write out the first check, then it's going to be like, have you, I'm all in. Have you ever been to little Zagreb's in Indiana? No. Okay. Little That's Zagreb's what... is the steakhouse in Bloomington. It okay. is my and Ward's favorite restaurant in the world. It's been there forever. Is it really good? It is awesome. Really? It is awesome. And it is Bloomington as Bloomington can be. Okay. okay. And when we will set a day, a time and a day, football game or basketball game, you meet where, us there. Where do you both live? Where do you both LA. live right now? LA. Both of you? Yeah. So how often do you get to Bloomington? More, more, more than either <laughs> of our significant others would like. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. You go a lot? Yeah, oh I was I think I spent I think I added up the number of days I was in Bloomington in 2021 and it exceeded 30. Oh, my God. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it gotten pretty nuts. And how many of your, your significant others? How often do they come with you? Ward is zero. <laughs> and, and, and that's where we met. That's where we met. Oh, she uh, went to IU. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't well, bring her. Well, it's. Look, it's no, not like she's got to watch the kids so he can have fun. The, the, she knows what the, it's just going to be a complete shit show. She knows that she wants nothing to do with it. But I will say the, the stated goal is for all of them to come back for a game next year. And the kids are old enough that they'll be into it, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, That's to what tell you, you how much of a knucklehead I am. My kids for winter break this year. You know, it's COVID. We haven't been able to go anywhere, but I'm like, yeah. I'm going to, and I'm divorced. So, so my ex and I, who are very good friends, but we don't typically like vacation together. Uh, and I don't go on vacations, but I'm like, I'm going to take my kids on a vacation over winter break. We went for a week to Bloomington, Indiana. Oh, you got to be kidding. But part in of it December. was in, in Indianapolis too, because there was a game in Indy. Yeah. <laughs> so we spent a week in Bloomington, but I got to tell you, man, it was sensational. Awesome. It really was. Being with your kids in Bloomington, well, yeah. you know, you were there for a weekend, I think, you know, or, or for a visit. But when we go, we'll, we'll get together. We'll take your daughter, little Zagreb's, Perfect. on us, on the Hoosier Hysterics, unless you piss us off between now and then. 
Uh, I'm going to do my best not to, but I can't promise anything. All right. <laughs> I, I, I cannot. Uh, uh, Jeff, I really uh, do appreciate having it, though. I really no. do appreciate it, man. You're a good man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to uh, to meeting you both. And uh, maybe I will be a fan this time next year. Maybe. I like it. Let's stay in touch, man. Hey, you got it, it. And maybe we'll all be at the same place for the first round of the tournament this year. That could be. Oh, that could oh. be. If it's Buffalo, that. it might be uh, us and my daughter. We're, there we I'm, go. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get her to Buffalo for uh, for credential. So. Oh, oh, nice. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. I mean, listen, for me, at this point in my career, it is all about my daughter. It is. It is. Is that your I mean, only child? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's it's what it's all about. Oh, you are gonna you are gonna be struggling come August. No, I'm gonna be screwed. Like I'm <laughs> gonna I'm gonna be bawling. I'm gonna yeah. be bawling that day. It's gonna be really really hard. And I didn't think it would be, but man, it's gonna be rough. Are you you a Red Sox fan too? No, I'm so I grew up in Boston, a fan of really. I shouldn't say that. I actually grew up as a Philadelphia 76ers fan. Barkley? Uh, Barkley and no, Malone? Andrew Tony. Andrew oh, Tony. Okay, sure. He, he used to scorch the Celtics for 30 every yeah. game. But I, I was never a fan of teams. Like, I don't – I'm not a Belich- – like, I don't really like Belichick. I don't like the Patriots. All right. I, I respect right. them. But, yeah, I'm – I. You, you were always just a players guy? You liked certain players? Yeah, I mean, players that I got to know, some of them, Sure. But I, I'm pretty objective. Like, again, like with Arizona, like, obviously, I want them to be good so I can go back to Tucson, right? Yeah. The better they are, the, the, the more I can get there, right. you know, with, with a, a valid excuse to get there. But ultimately, I've never been the type, and, and that's kind of how I've always been as a reporter and, and, and been taught that of, like, you know, you don't, you don't play favorites. Um, you might have them. You might have certain people that, again, you've got a good relationship with, but ultimately, you know what? I'm going to put that dude on the hot seat. I'm going to, if I get something, I'm going to write it about him. Again, Scott Drew with Mark Morfield, a great example. Like I had a great relationship with Scott Drew at that point, and it yeah. never wavered after that. Fair enough. I, I do want to just say this for anybody uh, out there that hasn't checked it out. Obviously, you're on a lot of different podcasts. The one you do with Archie and Sean is really good. I mean, it's really, really good. I think you do a great job of bouncing between the two and and making them both uh, maximize their strengths. Because look, I mean, Archie's not a guy who loves the media, nope. and and Neither he's great. Sean. He's great on on. It's weird that Sean doesn't. Sean's got a bigger personality than Archie, yeah. but but you do a great job on that. And I, honestly, it's one of my favorite podcasts. I think it it really is well done and uh, and and great job of getting those guys to do it and get them together. So. Uh, next year in Bloomington, man. We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do the next one in person in Bloomington. How's that? I like that. We'll Amen. do it. That was a guest. That was a guest. I mean, I like him. Very likable. I like him more than I wanted to, more than I thought I would. Honestly, I had no ill will towards this man. Uh, really? Because you said this. you did. Uh, I, I have ill will towards, honestly, I blame AJ. Like, I'm just so mad at AJ. Because, look, okay. look, AJ was, like, the best thing that happened to Indiana basketball while we were there. Hey, no offense, Michael Lewis. I know you're not listening. But AJ, like, you know, was our well, guy. He was the best player. He was the star. And and uh, and so, yes, J- Jeff was always kind of guilty by association. But all the trolling he's done of, of any of us, well, you know, 
I'm not really on Twitter. I don't really play that game even as a spectator or a lurker. So I kind of was like, well, it'll be fun to bust his chops a little bit about trolling IU. But I didn't realize you were just going to go off on him. <laughs> I mean, just went, I just had to do it. I just, it felt so cathartic. It was it, so cathartic it, to it, just let it all out. You were like indicting the entire profession. <laughs> yes. Like, because like you the just entire went after... profession is carrying water for their friends. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I was, I, it was pretty fascinating to watch. Hold on. Julian's asking me a question. Yes. He just asked if he was allowed out of his room. Like he's a prisoner in solitary confinement. <laughs> I just said I didn't want you guys making a lot of noise while we did it. That's all. <laughs> oh, get out of here. Okay. So um I look, he doesn't run from his opinions, which I respect. He's got good stories. He's somewhat entertaining. <laughs> and he's got a daughter that chose to come to our favorite place in the world, man. How bad can he be? Uh, yeah, no, I, I just, you know, he is the quintessential guy you want to have a beer with. If we had beers, we'd we'd have some, you know, water um, and and shoot the shit with about sports, about he doesn't seem to take any of it. He has like integrity. Clearly, he wants to be a professional journalist and abide by certain standards. Fake news. Say, what's that? Fake news. Fake news. Um, um, no, I agree but, with you. What, when I, we get to meet up with him in Bloomington and he'll tell us some stuff off the record, like, I'm really looking forward to that because of his personality, right? And like, then we will come and report it. Correct. Correct. <laughs> we'll, um, we'll say I, an I unnamed think, source. I, I will say, though, I still think it is odd that the people that cover the sport that do know where the bodies are buried what? Stick their head in the sand, and what, that's they what want they to do. bite the hand that feeds them. Like I don't, I don't get that at all. That's like, not that's, the hand that feeds them. To that's me, not the hand that feeds them. Like, that's not the hand that feeds them, Ward. The hand that feeds them is college basketball. Yeah, but doesn't but matter who the really, coaches are. You like if you're pissing in the ocean, and you really know this isn't gonna. The whole thing is like this. It's always been like this. It was like this before I got here. It'll be here after I'm done. Like, like I mean, it just seems like a fantasy world that a bunch of journalists would get together and be like, "We're gonna blow the lid off this thing." Why would you want to make those waves if you're already like he said? For most of these guys, they're living the dream. This is what they've always wanted to do. They are doing it. They're making a good living. And why try to make all this commotion and blow the lid okay. off this thing? I think you're right. Yeah. And I think that that thought process trickles down to everything in sports media. So I think they that kind of thought process of why do I want to aggravate the thing that like allows me to live this good life and has Scott Drew sending his best player to interview with my daughter. I'm not going to write that real crappy story about Scott Drew. I'm not even going to look in that direction because why would I? And that, that is what I mean about that. So many of these guys carry water or there's an appearance that they carry water for their friends in the business. Now he adamantly opposes it. I don't get the sense that he's a bullshitter. I actually get the sense that he's a pretty honest guy. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Been wrong before in 1986. Uh, as my you're, old boss used to say. You were actually wrong in 1987. <laughs> as my old boss used to say, often wrong, never in doubt. <laughs> I, I love, love that. I think about that all the time since you shared it with me. Yeah, it's the best. All right. Well, I really enjoyed it. And and um, 
we are going to take care of his daughter. His daughter's a Hoosier. She's going to represent Indiana well, and she's going to do really well there. And if there's anybody that tries to like crap on his daughter because of something he said about Indiana, they're out of their minds and deserve a pummeling. That's the truth. Yeah, it, it, this is a game, people. This is a game, and then there's real life and real human beings, and especially when children are involved. I think we're all on the same page here. And if I hope you're so. not. If you're not, stop listening. Yeah, and also just stop breathing. Breathe. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, let's do this again next week. What do you say? Okay, sure. From the halls of assembly, you'll hear us scream and shout. Our love of Indiana is manic and devout. Everything I do, we discuss in unique manner. We won't be satisfied until we hang another banner. Us two goofy guys go by names of Warden Eric. And as you probably know by now, we're Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics.